It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time. Louisville wins a second consecutive cup. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Now here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Tonight for Louisville City FC, the mission is simple. Get a results and you're into the playoffs for the eighth consecutive season every season of your history. Louisville City on the road this evening at Miami FC and just a point will do to clinch their playoff berth this season. They enter the game flying high on a 10-game unbeaten run. They've won nine of those 10 games and they also enter play in first place in the USL's Eastern Conference. If they get that point, it would spell doom for FC Tulsa at the other end of those Eastern Conference standings. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield alongside and Casey obviously this has been a highly successful season for Louisville City many things are in play the best record they've ever had the most wins they've ever had the regular season championship still in play they have a game in hand on San Antonio who lead them by two points in the overall standings but tonight it is a clear and simple mission get a result get in the playoffs clinch your berth and get that out of the way yeah and I I mean I think Tonight is the main focus. Each game you take game by game by game. Each game is the most important game on the schedule because it's the next one. But this one just has a little bit more behind it because it will be the opportunity for them to clinch playoffs, which seeing this team from the very beginning of the year was never a question in my mind on whether they would make the playoffs just because they are so talented, they are so deep. But now they have a golden opportunity ahead of them. Not that they're going to take their foot off the gas after this game, But I think it'll just give them a peace of mind of, okay, now we know that we have the playoffs. Danny Cruz might be starting to think a little bit of, can I rest a few players here and there? Maybe not risk so much injuries. You know, so then that's going to kind of come into his mind a little bit. But I think the way that they're playing, they're playing good soccer. They're playing the soccer they want to be playing at this time of the year. And I think... It it could be a fun one tonight to watch. Ten games left in the regular season, and as you touched on and alluded to, Casey, a lot still to play for beyond this game. If they are able to get that point, get that result, make it into the playoffs, the number one overall seed still up for grabs in the Eastern Conference, the ability to host games in the playoffs at Lynn Family Stadium, and ultimately clinch home field advantage in what might be a USL championship game at the end of the season if they can overcome San Antonio and win that regular season title so a lot to play for after tonight but tonight it is clear get a point get a result clinch your playoff berth they're facing a team in Miami that is in the playoff picture right now in sixth place in the Eastern Conference they've got a record of 11 8 and 7 that's good for 40 points under head coach Anthony Pulis this is a team that has been competitive this year they've certainly not been the high flying team that Louisville City has been but they've got a number of dangerous players a number of notable players that Louisville City fans will be very familiar with Uh, former Louisville City players Speedy Williams and Paco Craig, and their number nine up top, Kyle Murphy, a player with Memphis last year who scored 20 goals in USL play. He is having a terrific season this year as well. So this is a very dangerous team, a team that can easily, on their best day, beat Louisville City. Playing at home tonight, it's going to be a difficult situation to get this point and clinch this playoff berth tonight for Louisville City, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds easy. You just get one point and you're good. But when you're going into Miami, who is fighting for a position to even make the playoffs, every point for Miami matters. So they're going to be fighting till the death to be able to even get into the playoffs at where they're sitting right now. And so they are not only going to be comfortable playing in their home field, but they've got a lot of extremely talented players and a lot of attacking threats that I think Lou City has to make sure that they're aware of constantly. You mentioned Kyle Murphy. There's also Joaquin Rivas, Speedy Williams. We know what he can do. And then Paco Craig in the back as a leader. Also on the bench, I think uh, Richard Ballard. We know him as well, so he's another threat that can come in. But they've got so many different talented players that it's not going to be a walk in the park tonight. First time Louisville City has ever paid visits to Miami FC down at Ricardo Silva Stadium. That's the home of Florida International University football. It's also the home of Miami FC. It's a 20,000 seat stadium, but it will probably be mostly empty tonight. They've only had they every in every game this season they've had fewer than 1500 fans down at Miami. 87 degrees, 68% humidity on the artificial surface tonight for Louisville City FC against Miami. There is a few players, there are a few players that are missing tonight for Louisville City, a couple of them that you may expect, but one due to suspension, Wilson Harris, after he got his red card last time out against Detroit City. He is suspended for tonight's game. We'll talk about the impact of his omission from the lineup and what that means for Louisville City's lineup. When we come back, we're getting you set for the game tonight. It's going to kick off at the top of the hour, 7 o'clock. Down in Miami, Florida, Louisville City facing Miami FC. And oh, by the way, at Lynn Family Stadium at the bottom of the hour, 7.30, Racing Louisville will kick off against the Chicago Red Stars in front of what might be a record crowd for them at Lynn Family Stadium. We'll keep our eyes on that tonight as well. Louisville City on the road at Miami. We're getting you ready for it. Kick off a little bit after 7 o'clock. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job, but you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. From their first steps to their first dance, High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 
You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome back. We're getting you ready for the game tonight. Louisville City looking to extend their unbeaten run to 11 games. They have won nine of their last 10. They haven't lost in 10. They're taking on Miami FC tonight in what could be a potential playoff preview. Louisville City currently in the top position in the Eastern Conference. Miami one above the cutoff line. They are in sixth place. The top seven teams in the Eastern Conference make that postseason in the USL. We mentioned before the break, Wilson Harris, the leading scorer for Louisville City. He is out for this game because of a red card suspension. He was shown two yellow cards late on in that one to nothing win over Detroit City up in Michigan last weekend. Both of those coming after Louisville City was up a goal, both of them for delay of game, both of them for time-wasting late in the game. Um, so he is out tonight. The other red card you may remember from that game, Wes Sharpie. He was shown a red for the denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. Well, that red card has been rescinded by the league, and so Sharpie is available and starting tonight for Louisville City. But Harris out, Casey Whitfield. We've seen that a number of times this year. Cameron Lancaster, by the way, still unavailable, as has been the case for every game but three games this season due to a number of injuries for the veteran goal scorer for Louisville City. So once again tonight, Louisville City without an out-and-out number nine, an out-and-out starting forward. And so we will see Brian Ombi fill in there as the false nine once again. So my question to you, if this is something that Louisville City has to go to in the playoffs, which, again, if they get a point tonight, they will clinch their berth in the playoffs. If they have to go to Ombi at the false nine, how confident are you, given what we've seen this year from that lineup and that formation, that Louisville City can get results when it matters most with Ombi at the number nine? Well, I mean, think about all the games that we've played already with him at the number nine and how well they did. So honestly, I feel pretty good about it. I think Lou City does a much better job in their possession when Brian Ombi is at the number nine, and that's because the possession has to be stronger because you don't have a target forward to kind of hold up to or a player that you can release to play long, so you have to play more of a possession-style soccer. And so their movement up top is a lot better. Their combination play is a lot better, and it – throws teams off because of that, because there's so much interchange between those front players that it makes it hard for the defense to stay with their mark. So I'm pretty confident with it. I think it's a really good look for them. I think it's a great option, and I think it's something that even when Wilson Harris is available, Cameron Lancaster is available, I think it's still something that Danny Cruz could use against teams in the playoffs or further in the season. Brian Ombi, 32 years old. He turned 32 in mid-July and arguably having a career year. He scored eight goals. He's got four assists as well. He should be well-rested because he was unavailable last week, not because of any disclosed injury. We weren't entirely sure why he didn't make the squad last week, but he was neither in the starting lineup nor on the bench. So he hasn't seen any action since that game against Tampa Bay two weeks ago from tonight. So Ombi should be well-rested tonight. It'll be, by the way, his 200th league appearance. He is in the starting lineup tonight, Ombi. It'll be his 200th appearance in the USL. He's the 16th player all-time to reach that mark. A great milestone for him. But he's playing arguably the best sucker of his life, Casey, at an advanced age. And again, Louisville City is going to have to count on him tonight to generate chances to put balls in the back of the net and lead the line once again. It's almost as if he's getting better with age, like a nice fine wine or something along those lines. Because 
he definitely is playing some of the best soccer that I think he's played. And I think it's because he's playing smarter. He's understanding when he should go, when he should stay, what his strengths are, what he's good at and what he can contribute and not trying to do too much. So many times players go out there and try to overdo it and it ends up hurting them, hurting their team. But Brian Omi is a very smart player and that's what's allowed him to be successful, to put himself in the right places, to make the right decisions on the ball, to not only benefit himself but his teammates as well. Two other players that we should mention that had injury questions. Niall McCabe remains unavailable again. He went down with injury in the warm-up two weeks ago against Tampa Bay. He is unavailable tonight. But Josh Winder, uh, the teenage sensation center back, he's been unavailable for about a month because he rolled his ankle. He is off the injury list, back healthy for Louisville City now. Again, Louisville City taking on Miami FC tonight. A point will do it for the boys in purple to clinch their place in the postseason. Casey Whitfield will have her keys to the game when we come back after this break. Again, Louisville City Soccer, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Camry, like the electrified Camry Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, you can save over $5,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 Camry. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Louisville City in action on the road tonight at Ricardo Silva Stadium in South Florida in Miami, where they will face Miami FC in what they hope will be the playoff clincher for the boys in purple, hoping to punch their ticket to their eighth straight USL championship postseason and for tonight's game Casey Whitfield now has her keys to the game 
So tonight, Lou City has to be quick in possession. We have to make sure we're moving the ball quickly to get the back line of Miami shifting back and forth. To do this, we have to have a lot of movement off the ball, but this is going to allow us to break them down and get in behind a lot easier. It's also going to be a really nice way to play with that false nine with Brian Ombi there. Next, we have to be aware of late runners. Miami is a team that does really well with sending in a second wave of runners. This means that they have the forwards make the initial runs, but then the midfielders do a good job of coming in late and being wide open in the middle of the field or in the middle of the box. So we have to be aware of those runners so we don't allow them to have easy shots. And finally, manage emotions. Last game was a very emotional game versus Detroit, so we have to make sure that we're keeping our emotions in check tonight and just focusing on the things that we can control so we can go down there, take care of business, and bring home the three points and a clinch playoff bid. So there you have it, Louisville City against Miami. We'll bring you the starting lineups, kickoff, and all of the action after this final pregame commercial break. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Nansen Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. The starting lineups for tonight's game are presented by Craft House Pizza. We'll begin with the hosts, the Miami FC, as they prefer to be called. They enter the game in sixth place in the Eastern Conference with a record of 11, 8, and 7. That's good for 40 points. Under first-year head coach Anthony 
Pulis. Connor Sparrow gets the start in goal, his 23rd start of the season after taking the job from Jake McGuire. The back line in front of him. Along the left, it's Mark Segbers. In the middle, Paco Craig, a two-time champion with Louisville City FC. He pairs with the Englishman Callum Chapman-Page. And on, along the right, it is Aiden Stanley. In the midfield, another familiar face, Speedy Williams, the Jamaican international who delivered the assist to Cameron Lancaster to clinch the 2017 title for Louisville City. He will pair in the midfield with Bolu Akinyode. And then an attacking midfielder, Florian Velo, a former New York Red Bull 2 player who was very much a thorn in the side of Louisville City during the heyday of that rivalry a few years ago. And then the attacking three, it's the El Salvador international, Joaquin Rivas, the Jamaican international, Lamar Walker, and then Kyle Murphy, a player who last year with Memphis 901 scored 20 goals, and this his first season in Miami. He has scored six. On the other side for Louisville City FC, Kyle Morton is in goal after posting his 11th clean sheet of the season last time out in the one to nothing win at Detroit. The back line unchanged. Amadou Dia, the left back. Sean Tosh, who scored the winning goal in that victory over Detroit from the penalty spot, his fourth penalty of the season and his seventh goal of the season. He's paired with Wes Sharpie, whose red card was rescinded uh, against Detroit. And along the right side at right back, it is Manny Perez, the first-year Louisville City player, making the 21st start of his season. In the midfield, Paolo Del Piccolo returns for just his third start in his last 10 games. He is paired in the midfield with Corbin Bone. And a trio of them in the middle, in fact, along with Tyler Gibson as well, who makes his 21st start of the season. And then the attacking three. We mentioned no Wilson Harris tonight due to suspension. No Cameron Lancaster once again due to ongoing injury issues. So it is Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa, a player who has scored seven goals in his first season with Louisville City along the left side. Ray Serrano, another newcomer to the club this year who has been quite the bright spot at 20 years of age. Two goals and two assists for him. He drew the penalty kick that won the game last time out at Detroit. He will get the start along the right, and they will play in support of Brian Ownby, once again making his 200th appearance of his USL career tonight with Louisville City FC down the middle. They play for head coach Danny Cruz in his second full season. And we are underway at Ricardo Silva Stadium. Louisville City wearing their new third alternate uniforms, the gold standard kits, all black with gold numerals and trim. They are moving from right to left in this first half. And then Miami wearing aqua jerseys, white shorts, and orange socks tonight. They are moving from left to right. It is an artificial surface down there, Casey Whitfield, but Danny Cruz this week in his comments to media mentioned that it is a larger field than what they had last week up in Detroit. It's always tight up at Keyworth Stadium. The fans are right on top of you, and Louisville City's coach Danny Cruz was saying his players were looking forward to playing on a more full-sized field down in Florida. Well, it's funny because Lou City used to be so good at playing on the smaller fields with playing at Slugger, but now that we have the beautiful Lynn Family Stadium, we thrive on a bigger field because it allows us to spread the field a little bit more, move the ball around through the midfield, and it really benefits our possession. So it is going to be a lot nicer playing on a bigger field. The turf could play a little bit of a factor. The ball does bounce differently. It does move a little bit differently, but at least they'll have the space to be able to spread out. They've played a minute there already. Louisville City takes over in possession for the moment. They've got it along their back line with Tosh, and he plays it to the left center back, Wes Sharpie. Our referee tonight, Elton Garcia. He was the 2020 USL Referee of the Year. 
He managed these two teams in their playoff battle last season. That was a one to nothing victory for Louisville City. Is a chance for Louisville here. Amadou Dia in the penalty area. He goes down. He was pushed over from behind. Looks toward the referee, but no call. And Miami will come out of the crowd with the ball, though they do concede a throw to Louisville City. To finish the thought on the referee, Elton Garcia. He was in charge of Louisville City's game at Birmingham earlier in the year. Showed a red card to Napo Matsoso in that game. And Louisville City was able to eke out a 0-0 draw to get the point. What did you think about that collision in the box, Casey? I think it's, it's tough to say because it is early in the game. There is some contact there, but... It was at the corner of the box, so not really going towards goals, so not really a definite goal-scoring opportunity. So I think it's a good no-call by the referee. Two minutes in after the throw, though, Louisville City wins their first corner kick of the game. The VFI corner will come from the near side, their left, with two and a half minutes gone by. It'll be Ray Serrano to take it. It'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. He raises his right arm and approaches the ball. Here it comes, a lofted ball into the six-yard box, and the goalkeeper, Connor Sparrow, there uncontested to make the catch. An easy grab by Sparrow there. Nobody was making the run towards the keeper. If they were, they were very late. Typically, Lou City puts a player on the keeper, but it looked like they had all their players starting at the top of the box and making runs in. So probably something they worked on after scouting Miami. Connor Sparrow, the goalkeeper for Miami, 28 years of age from St. Louis. He, too, just like Kyle Morton in goal for Louisville City, has posted 11 shutouts this season. Miami coming forward, but they couldn't connect on their passes, and it rolls into the arms of the Louisville City goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. He rolls it forward to the left center back, Sharpie. Sharpie into the middle of the field to Corbin Bone, who is dropped into a deep position. Bone plays it to the far side, the right, where it's kept in play by Manny Perez. We're in the Louisville half, about 10 yards outside of their defensive <coughs> penalty box. It's back to Morton. Morton to Sharpie. Sharpie charges forward, plays it to midfield, where Amadou Dia, the left back, has it. He picks up his head, plays a long ball toward Brian Ombi at the top of the formation at the top of the Miami penalty area. It will bounce by him and into the arms of the goalkeeper for Miami Sparrow. Not a bad look to try to find Brian Ombi there, but again, with Brian Ombi not being a true number nine, he's not going to be one to post up there, so maybe just vary the service a little bit. Here comes Miami. It's Kyle Murphy, and Murphy has scored. He's squeaked it past Sean Tosh and Kyle Morton to give Miami a surprising early lead within the opening four minutes. Kyle Murphy, his seventh goal of the season. It was just a bouncing ball over the top, and Murphy was able to use his big physical frame at six foot 174 to shield off Sean Tosh, who was working defensively for Louisville City, and he just was able to get enough contact on the ball to push it past Tosh and Morton and into the back of the net. It's Miami 1, Louisville City nothing with four minutes gone by. And really was a fortunate play for Miami because the pass through was deflected from a loose city player. And so it just happened to fall right in the path of Kyle Murphy. And we talked about him at the beginning of this game, how dangerous he is. Sean Toge tries to do his very best, but just gets wrong footed there. And Murphy's able just to slot it right past him to the back post. It really is a stellar finish from Kyle Murphy. Certainly a player capable of those stellar finishes. We mentioned last year, 20 goals with Memphis. He's not quite been up to that act this season, but nothing to sneeze at. Seven goals now for him in his first season in Miami and a very important one here against the top team in the conference. Miami with a lead over Louisville City with five minutes gone by. What kind of response 
does Louisville City have after the kickoff? It's with Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa on the near sideline at midfield. He plays it backward to Sharpie. Sharpie forward into the center circle where Tyler Gibson has it. Gibson to the far side. That's where Ray Serrano has dropped back for the ball. Serrano dribbles forward about 15 yards into the middle of the field. Florian Velo drops back to take it off of his feet for Miami. And then Miami clears upfield under pressure from Louisville City on the counterpress trying to win the ball back. It's picked up at midfield by Amadou Dia and Louisville City can recycle possession. It's back into the center circle now with Louisville's Tyler Gibson. On the near side in the attacking half is Amadou Dia. He drops it backward to Corbin Bone. Bone switches it to his right foot. Forward in the center circle is Serrano, but Serrano, a great tackle by Bolu Akinyode to take it away from Miami, but then Miami nearly gave it right back to Louisville City. In fact, with a player down on the turf, they will play it out. One of their Defensive players Aiden Stanley just played it past the far sideline as it looks like Kyle Murphy had taken a knock and was down on the turf for the moment. And Lou City just has to be a little bit sharper in their possession. They're turning the ball way too easy in the middle of the field. They're holding on to it a second too long. I talked about how they have to be quick in possession, and that's really what they're not doing right now, and that's what's allowing Miami to turn them over and catch them on the counterattack in transition. Lou City just needs to move the ball a little bit quicker, and that's going to require a little more movement from the front players. Six and a half minutes gone by, and again, a surprising early score for Miami. This was a 2 to nothing game in the first game featuring these two teams. That was way back on March 19th, just the second game of the season at Lynn Family Stadium. But a much different story so far in this one. Miami takes over in possession along their back line. They have it with Callum Chapman Page, but he gives it away. Here's Brian Ombi charging forward. Ombi into the box on his left foot, goes for a goal. It's blocked. A second effort from Paolo Del Piccolo is saved by the goalkeeper Sparrow. It was not particularly well hit by Del Piccolo on his preferred left foot. Uh, scuffed it just a bit, it seemed, and a shot that was low on the ground was a comfortable save for Sparrow. When Brian Omi does a good job to charge forward there, but he really gives himself away to Paco Craig there. When he takes the foot to his left, it's not really an aggressive touch to his side. I think he should have had a little more of a move, maybe a shot fake, a step over. But Paulo Del Piccolo, with a nice follow-up, just didn't make the right contact or get enough power to really beat Sparrow. Sparrow punts it upfield where it is collected by Florian Velo. Velo trying to play it through for Kyle Murphy, but first to it there was Manny Perez for Louisville City. It's knocked back now to Sean Tosh. Tosh backward into the Louisville six-yard box with Kyle Morton as Miami has three players forward for a little pressure here. It's Amadou D, the left back for Louisville. Back into the penalty area, the Louisville penalty area with Wes Sharpie. Forward into the middle is Corbin Bone as Louisville try and works out of the, tries to work out of the back here. Eight minutes gone by. They trail one to nothing. It's Amadou D into the attacking half on the near side. The left Plays it forward to Musha Galusa, who's dropping back toward his own goal. Plays it backward into the defensive half to Wes Sharpie. Sharpie touching it forward toward the midfield stripe. Plays it to the near sideline to Enoch Musha Galusa. Enoch Mushagalusa, 1-2 with Dia. Mushagalusa forward to Del Piccolo. Del Piccolo back to Mushagalusa, chasing it toward the end line, but he won't get there. It's out past the end line. It'll be a goal kick to Miami. A good combination there, Casey, between Amadou Dia and Mushagalusa, but the final ball there played through by Del Piccolo a bit too far out in front of Mushagalusa for him to catch up to it. Yeah, some really good combination play. That one-two touch passing, that's what they need a little bit more of, but it just has to be a little bit sharper. And I talked about how this the turf can play a little bit of a factor there and I think the ball just picked up pace there on the turf you have to make sure that you ha- you weight the ball properly and maybe put a little more backspin on it so it slows down a little bit since the goal Louisville City has had most of the possession 
A ball forward from Louisville City wearing their black uniforms tonight toward Brian Ownby, but Ownby beaten to it by Callum Chapman-Page, and Ownby commits a foul as Chapman-Page goes to the ground. It's a free kick to Miami, which they take quickly along their back line. They've got it on the far side with Aiden Stanley. Stanley back to Paco Craig, the former Louisville City player. He picks up his head and plays a long ball in the air down the far sideline, but no one making that particular run for Miami. And it is picked up by Manny Perez, the right back for Louisville City. He plays it across the top of the Louisville penalty area to Wes Sharpie. Under pressure from Velo, but he's able to get the pass off backward to Kyle Morton. Morton with time and space to try and get things going from the back for Louisville City. He plays it on the ground to the right center back, Wes Sharpie. Uh, beg your pardon, Sean Tosh. Tosh into the middle of the field to Corbin Bone, who's drifting forward now towards the center circle. Bone to the near side to Sharpie. Sharpie picks up his head. A lofted ball over the top for Musha Galusa to chase. He gets to it. Here's Musha Galusa on the end line. Ball at his feet. Plays it off of Callum Chapman Page and it's out for a Louisville City corner kick. This will come from the near side, their left, their second corner of the game and it will come with 10 minutes gone by Miami in the lead one to nothing. Really nicely done from Mushigalusa there. He gets on the end of that ball and it's just about to roll over the end line but he does a nice job of saving it and keeping it in and then just nicely knocks it off of Chapman Page there. Very smart play from Mushigalusa, understanding that he did not have the ability to really get a cross up so he makes the most of the situation. Again the Wi-Fi corner from the near side, the Louisville left. It'll be a racer on to take it once again, an in-swinger off of his right foot. He raises both arms in the air this time, approaches the ball and here it comes to the back post, headed away by Paco Craig. Corbin Bone had a leg at it, trying to keep the attack alive for Louisville City, but Florian Velo picks it up for Miami. He picks up his head, tries to spring the counterattack. A long diagonal from left to right towards the attacking player, Lamar Walker, but it's cut out there by Louisville City's Amadou Dia. Dia settles now, plays it forward on the ground into the middle to Paolo Del Piccolo. A first-time ball from Del Piccolo to the near sideline toward Ray Serrano is too far out in front. It's out past the near sideline for a throw to Miami from their right. Again, a good idea, but it's just not sharp enough from Loose City. We're used to seeing some really nice, sharp one-two passes. It looks like they're getting caught off guard by this zone-style defense that Miami's trying to play. Miami's not playing a huge high-press style defense. They're looking at sitting back just a little bit, welcoming Loose City to come forward, but they're really clogging the middle of the field, and that's where Loose City's having some of their troubles. Mark Segbers playing as the right back will take the throw for Miami, the 26-year-old in his fifth year as a professional. The throw is quickly run, won back by Louisville City. Nearly 12 minutes have been played, and Kyle Murphy's goal has put Miami in front. Louisville in possession now. Sharpie, the left center back, coming toward the midfield stripe. He's just shy of the midfield stripe when he plays a long ball down the near sideline for Ombi to chase. Ombi nearly got there to keep it in play, but rather than try and keep it in play, he just played it out for a throw deep on the near sideline for Miami. So rather than keep it in play and have a difficult situation, Ombi just plays it out to keep Miami hemmed in here. Again, another smart play. There's really nothing Brian Ombi could do. The ball was a little bit overplayed, but he makes a nice move to lock it into this corner. Segbers the throw. He just threw it down the sideline where it was headed right back to him by a Louisville City player. A second successive throw from about the same spot, maybe a yard from the corner flag. Into the middle of the field where it's won by Louisville. It is Del Piccolo battling for the loose ball with Speedy Williams, his former teammate. Segbers clears it upfield for Miami, and Wes Sharpie is there for Louisville to settle it down. He plays it all the way back to the goalkeeper Kyle Morton. Morton forward to Tosh. Tosh, about eight yards from midfield along the right side, the inside right. He plays it to the far sideline in the attacking half, Perez. Perez. 
Perez backward across midfield to Tosh. Tosh touches it toward the center circle to Gibson. Gibson swings it to the near side now with Sharpie. Sharpie across midfield to the near sideline. Amadou Dia. He leaves it for Musha Galusa, who's there. Musha Galusa dribbles around one defender into the middle of the field toward the penalty area. Threads it through. It's Gibson. Gibson toward Del Piccolo. Cut out by Miami. Picked up by... Uh, now Tyler Gibson. Gibson to the far sideline to Manny Perez, still in the attacking half. Brian Ombi has shown up over there. He drops it backward to Sean Tosh. Tosh to the far sideline to Ombi once again. Sizes up a cross. Dribbles in toward the penalty area. Now the cross comes in to the back post. It's Musha Galusa just on the edge of the box. Keeps it in play on his right foot. Cuts it to his left. Cuts it back to his right. And Segbers sticks out a leg to take it away from Miami. And then Segbers clears it away from Miami. But that clearance is picked up in the middle by Tyler Gibson for Louisville. They can keep the attack on here. Mushigalusa just a little bit too slow there on the ball, but Lou City doing a good job of moving the ball back and forth. Just need to be a little bit more patient, see if they can shift and change the point of attack a few more times to get that back line moving. On the far side, it's the right back, Manny Perez. He's thinking about putting a cross in. Instead, he drops it backward to Corbin Bone. Bone cuts it to his right foot at the top of the box, toward the right. Now plays it over to Manny Perez. He's sw- sort of spins around the defender on his right foot on the end line. Here's Perez, cuts it back infield, now dribbles around the defender in the box, plays it toward the six-yard box where it's deflected behind. It'll be a corner kick for Louisville City. Great work from Manny Perez with the ball at his feet, great probing patience, and able to generate a corner kick for his team. It'll come from the far side there, right, with 14 and a half minutes gone by, and Louisville City trails it one to nothing to Miami. Manny Perez, though, showing off the fancy footwork there. He does such a good job to beat his defender and gets a cross off Miami just really clogging the middle of that box they're sitting all four backline players inside the 18 making it hard for Lucity to be able to break them down the Wi-Fi corner will come from the far side the Louisville City right it's an in-swinger off the left foot of Amadou Dia in toward the six-yard box cleared away by Miami and that clearance will go all the way past midfield where Kyle Morton has it about 40 yards outside of his own goal off of his line he'll play it forward to Gibson Gibson into the center circle to Bone Bone back to Gibson out of the near sideline where Brian Ombi has it in the attacking half. Ombi drifting down the near sideline now cuts it backward plays it back to Gibson at midfield on the near sideline. Gibson touching it forward Miami sitting back with 10 players behind the ball. It's forward to Amadou Dia. Dia tried to turn and play it forward to Ray Serrano but it was cut out there by Lamar Walker of Miami and now Miami will build from the back through Paco Craig who charges forward. Craig to the far sideline. Aiden Stanley toward midfield on the far sideline. He's Cut off there by Musha Galusa for Louisville. He plays it back to Paco Craig, the Englishman. Craig all the way back to the top of the box with Callum Chapman Page and out of the near sideline with Mark Segbergs. Segbergs backward to Speedy Williams. Williams a long ball over the top looking for Kyle Murphy. Beaten to it by Wes Sharpie. Amadou Dia with it for Louisville now. He plays it forward. The two teams battling for possession as Speedy Williams intercepts but then gives it right back to Louisville with Sean Tosh. Tosh to the far sideline. Here's Manny Perez at midfield. Forward down the far sideline with Musha Galusa. He cuts it back on his defender not once but twice and then drops it back into the defensive half with Tosh. And Lou said he needs to do a better job in their possession here. They've done a good job of keeping the ball, but they're not really having purposeful possession, meaning they're not really making any cross-cutting passes that are going to force the back line of Miami to really get a little bit jumbled. Cross into the box from Amadou Dia of Louisville was easily defended by Callum Chapman Page, who chested it down and then cleared it upfield for Miami. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near sideline there left in their defensive half. Sixteen and a half minutes gone by. Louisville trails it by one to Miami. A point would do it for Louisville tonight. 
excuse me, to clinch a playoff berth for them, their eighth consecutive playoff berth. They've not missed the playoffs ever in their history. Trying to play it down the right side was Louisville, but it's turned over. Here's Speedy Williams for Miami in the center circle, drifting toward the near sideline, plays it forward down the near sideline to Mark Segbers. The right back, Segbers cuts it back into the middle of the field to Bolo Akinyode. Akinyode to Florian Vlo. Florian Vlo forward to Lamar Miller, but... Sliding over was Wes Sharpie in front of Miller to take it away. Sharpie clears it upfield for Louisville, but it's one on the end after the long ball by Speedy Williams, and Miami can have some patience in the attack here, Casey. Yeah, Miami doing a good job of having good combination play. Their forward players are moving off the ball nicely and interchanging really well, meaning that they're they're attacking mid and they're forward are going back and forth, one's dropping back, one's pushing high, and it's making it difficult for Toshin Sharpie to deal with tracking those marks. Miami... In terms of an attacking force, middle of the pack in the USL this season. They've scored 32 goals. This is their 27th game of the year. That places them 17th best in the USL. Louisville City, conversely, one of the best scoring teams and the best defensive team in the league. They've scored 49 goals. That's third best in the league. And they've allowed just 16. That is first overall in the USL. A long ball from the goalkeeper, Sparrow for Miami toward the top of the Louisville box. It's headed by Sharpie into the arms of Louisville's goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. Morton at the top of his box now just drops it down on the field back to Sharpie, who has lots of time and space as Miami drops back here. Sharpie just at a walking pace coming forward from his left center back spot. To the near sideline at midfield is Dia. Dia back to Sharpie in the Louisville half. Into the middle now is Bone, who's dropped back. Bone. A ball from the middle to the far side to Manny Perez, just a yard shy of midfield. He dribbles across midfield into the attacking half, continues on into the middle of the field in the center circle. He's drugged the ball all the way from right to left here, Manny Perez. Now holds up and drops it off to West Sharpie after about a 20-yard run just across, just straight down the midfield stripe. Here it comes with Louisville with Amadou Dia. He's outside of the box on his left foot at the end line, defended by Segbers. Actually, it's Akinyode, and Akinyode did enough to take it away from Dia, who tried to put a cross in, and Akinyode clears it up toward midfield where Murphy was battling for it for Miami, but Sharpie beats Murphy for the 50-50 ball. It's Louisville's possession once again. Bone coming forward in the attack, down the middle, up toward Serrano, tried to clip it behind him to a runner that wasn't there. He thought Gibson was there. But wasn't. Now maybe a chance for Miami to break as Segbers charges forward. But he's beaten to it by Sharpie who plays it back to Morton. Morton clears upfield into the middle. That is where Ray Serrano has it. He picks up his head. A long diagonal from the middle to the far sideline. Musha Galusa chasing it there for Louisville City in the attack. And he wins a throw. Headed out by Aiden Stanley. So a throw to Louisville on the far side there right in their attacking final third. A lot of credit needs to be given to Miami. They definitely did their homework in scouting out Lou City's offense. They're sitting almost five deep when Lou City is coming forward in the attack, and they're really doing a good job of clogging the space. They scouted out each player, and they understand what each player likes to do, and that's why they're able to block the crosses and really not allow any crosses to come into the box. Lou City's got to see if they can figure out a solution to this. A goal from Miami's Kyle Murphy in the fourth minute separates the two teams. Here's a ball into the box from Louisville, and it's caught on the run by the goalkeeper, Connor Sparrow. Ombi was in there for presence for Louisville City, but Sparrow off of his line quickly and uncontested makes the catch on the ball into the box. Twenty and a half minutes gone by, and it's that goal from Murphy that came four minutes in that gives Miami a one to nothing lead here. 
and not a bad look to try to find Ombi. But again, you're sending a ball into Brian Ombi, who's got players that are over six feet tall marking him. And so the odds of him being able to win that are slim to none. So really, you're just turning possession over. Instead of forcing that ball in, see if you can swing the ball back around and maybe try his feet. We're getting closer to 7.30 here in Louisville as it's a turnover, a bad throw. Murphy on the end of it for Miami. Here's Kyle Murphy, and his shot is well wide in the end. It was just a poor throw from Louisville City. It was behind West Sharpie along the back line, and Murphy was the first to react. He got onto it, was behind Sharpie, had a tight angle, it must be said. It would have been a terrific finish had he been able to finish it, but it was nowhere near on target in the end. It's out for a goal kick to Louisville City. Just an error there, Casey. Yeah, West Sharpie just taking his eye off the ball ever so slightly and that's because he was looking at Kyle Murphy running at him. Murphy, as any true forward would, took it himself, but if he would have just cut the ball back, he had two runners coming inside the box. He could have slotted it too, and they could be up 2-0 right now. Murphy, a professional goal scorer. That was his 52nd career goal. Louisville City, a chance here. <laughs> across, the top, across the top of the six-yard box by Musha Galusa. Cleared away by Callum Chapman-Page. Actually, that's Aiden Stanley, I believe, that cleared it away for Miami. But it's behind for another Louisville City corner kick. This will come from the near side, the left. 22 minutes into this game, one to nothing in favor of Miami. Serrano will take it once again for Louisville. It'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. Again, a good attack, but Lou City just doesn't look very tenacious inside the box. They have to have a little bit more aggression in the box if they want to get back in this. Here comes the Wi-Fi corner off of Serrano's foot. It's toward the top of the six-yard box, headed on its way toward goal by Del Piccolo, but it's well off target. The glancing header from Del Piccolo, who does provide a physical presence for Louisville City, but he couldn't get his header on frame. It's behind for a goal kick to Miami. He certainly, I think, Casey, we mentioned no Wilson Harris, No Cameron Lancaster, obviously. They're going to need maybe some physical presence up top. Uh, Paolo Del Piccolo can provide that from his midfield position. He can play forward, and he's a big body. He definitely can provide that. And if... Uh, Danny Cruz see that that's going to be a little bit more successful then maybe they could switch Ombi and Del Piccolo and put Del Piccolo up higher on the field as the number nine so then they have a true hold up forward so that way they can hold the ball up a little bit more but he is that type of presence in terms of forward options off the bench not uh, this is a little, maybe a little too early to look toward the bench but just to point out Jorge Gonzalez is available off the bench tonight for Louisville City to maybe provide some attacking presence later in the game if they still need it. Again, they trail one to nothing. They gave up a goal inside the opening four minutes to Kyle Murphy of Miami. They've played 23 minutes. Here comes Louisville, though, in the attack on the far side just outside of the box is Serrano, dribbling in against his defender, across to the top of the six-yard box, stabbed away by Paco Craig of Miami. It's past the far sideline, a throw to Louisville in their attacking half. Much better on the attack and good vision on the ball from West Sharpie. His pass through the middle of the field cut two lines of Miami to find Paulo Del Piccolo, and that's what allowed him to turn in the space and attack at the back line. They have to be getting their head up and seeing if they can find a few more of these passes so they can penetrate that back line. Amadou Dia trying to come forward toward the box for Louisville after the throw. Cleared away by Miami, but quickly won on the second ball by Louisville City. It's Tyler Gibson in the middle. Forward to Del Piccolo. Tries to turn on the defender, Speedy Williams, but Williams gets the better of Del Piccolo. He plays forward to Kyle Murphy for Miami. Murphy back to Williams. Williams, though, a heavy touch, and it's one on the end by Musha Galusa, and Louisville will now retain possession. Musha Galusa playing for safety all the way back to Sharpie. Sharpie forward to 
That's Tyler Gibson into the center circle now is Corbin Bone. He's into the attacking half. Plays it to the far sideline. That's where Ray Serrano is for Louisville. Forward to Ombia. First touch to the far sideline to Manny Perez. Perez backward on the inside right is Corbin Bone on his left foot. Plays the ball forward on the ground to Ombi. Ombia first touch to Serrano. To the right side of the box now, Manny Perez cuts it to his left foot. He's in the box. Still on his left. Still Manny Perez. Cuts it back to his right. Drops it off to Serrano. Here's the cross toward Ombi. Headed away by Chapman Page. It's out of the box now. Picked up by Louisville. City once again with Gibson. Diaz, the attack still on now. Musha Galusa just outside of the box on the left. They're piling on the pressure, Louisville. Musha Galusa to the end line. On his left foot, Segbers the sliding challenge. And it is out for a corner kick to Louisville City once again. 25 minutes gone by. Louisville trailing one to nothing. They have yet another corner kick from the near sideline there left. And this is better offensively from Lou City, but I would love to see Manny Perez, when he gets the ball inside the box, he almost doesn't realize how open he really is. I would like to see him maybe try to have a go on frame. They haven't really had many shots to test Sparrow to see if he's going to be solid with his hands or not, but why not have a go there? Here comes the Wi-Fi corner, an in-swinger off the right foot of Serrano. Here it comes to the top of the six-yard box toward the back post. No one attacked it in the air. Segbers was there on the end of it for Miami. He had the final touch, and it's out for another corner kick to Louisville City, this time from the far side now. They're right, and no, in fact... They will say it did not take a deflection off of Segbers. I thought it did. It looked like it to me, but they've given. The referee, Elton Garcia, has given a goal kick here to Connor Sparrow of Miami, and Miami can relieve some of this pressure that Louisville City has mounted over the last four or five minutes. Yeah, it was really hard to see what happened on that corner kick play, but the referee had the better angle. But this is a good opportunity for Miami to push forward a little bit, see if they can generate a little bit more in their attacking half. Louisville City, after going down a goal, they've had 68% of the ball in this first half. As you might imagine, down a goal, though, they've had to play with the ball at their feet to try and generate some chances. After the goal kick for Miami, they were coming forward. 26 minutes gone by, but a player, Mark Segbers, was taken down. So it's a foul against Louisville City and a free kick here to Miami in their attacking half. About 10 yards past midfield on the inside right. Maybe 20 yards past midfield on the inside right. And Miami already looking to kind of slow down those restarts, even though it might not be to delay the game. It's definitely to take Lou City out of their rhythm. They understand that by slowing Lou City down, it's going to benefit them in not only taking time off the clock, but also in helping them take a deep breath, get their offense set, and see if they can lock Lou City in their defensive half. Florian Velo will take this free kick for Miami. 27 minutes in, they lead it one to nothing. He plays it into the penalty area. It's headed down by a Miami player, but not much power on the header, and it bounces into the arms of Kyle Morton for Louisville. He rolls it forward to the far sideline to Brian Ombi. He brings the ball forward toward midfield. Still in the Louisville half, though. He drops it into the middle to Corbin Bone. Bone further in the middle to Tyler Gibson. Gibson across midfield, plays it to the near sideline to Musha Galusa. Musha Galusa through ball to Amadou Dia. Dia in the penalty area, a sliding challenge from Segbers, and that challenge will see the ball pass the end line, and it is another corner kick to Louisville City here. 27 and a half minutes in. This one will once again come from the near side, their left. It will be the sixth corner of this first half for Louisville City. Mark Segbers has been absolutely wonderful for Miami on that right side. There have been several times where he has just disrupted the wide players of Lou City and really kept them from getting in behind. Here comes the Wi-Fi corner. The in-swinger off of Serrano. It's punched away by the goalkeeper, Sparrow. His punch goes toward midfield where it's chested down by Tyler Gibson of Louisville City. And 
running toward his own goal. He plays it backward to the goalkeeper, Morton. Morton right immediately back to Gibson. Gibson forward at midfield is Amadou Dia. Dia touches the ball forward. Lots of time and space. To the near sideline now in the attacking half. Musha Galusa cuts it back onto his right foot, plays it backward to Dia on the inside left. Dia backward still to West Sharpie. Just on the Louisville half of midfield, Sharpie does touch it forward into the attacking half now. A ball on the ground forward to Corbin Bone in the middle. A ball on the ground from Bone into the middle to Tyler Gibson. This is nice from Louisville. Outside of the box is Mushagalusa. He whips it across. The header from OneB and a spectacular save by Sparrow. Diving to his left to push it around his post. Ombi with the header on a great ball in for Musha Galusa. It's behind after a great save by Sparrow for another Louisville City corner. And all of this came off the best possession from Lou City so far in this game. They're playing the ball in the middle to then go out wide. What that's doing is that's collapsing the Miami defense onto those middle players. And then when you play it out wide, they're having to frantically spread out. Brian Omi made great contact on it, but Sparrow, wow, what a save. 5-5 corner kick from the far side to the right. They take it short. Here's a cross in from Musha Galusa to the back post towards Del Piccolo. Del Piccolo won the ball in the air, but couldn't direct his header on frame. It's behind for a Miami goal goal kick but Miami with this one goal lead 29 minutes into this game they're living perilously Louisville City knocking on the door for that tying goal Casey yeah I think Miami's just really wanting to get to halftime at this point they're about 15 minutes away from that so they still have quite a ways to go because this last spell of possession has really been all loose city they've had the best chance that they had the best ball movement and miami hasn't been able to generate a whole lot Louisville City 70 percent of possession they've generated three shots from that possession, and one of those shots, you just saw it, the header from Ombi was on target. After the goal kick for Miami, it's sent into the Louisville defensive half where it's knocked out by a Louisville player. It'll be a throw to Miami on the near sideline there right. The right back, Mark Segbers, will jog forward to take it. And he plays it forward to Florian Velo. Velo right back to Segbers, but Segbers immediately defended by Musha Galusa, who takes it away. It's Musha Galusa trying to combine with Ownby, but before they can come forward on that counterattack, the referee, Elton Garcia, will pull it back for a foul, and not just a foul, a booking. He shows a World of Beer yellow card to Louisville City's captain, Paolo Del Piccolo, after that foul, and so it sets up a free kick here to Miami, and they're attacking half on the inside right. It was a really, really late call from the referee, and I think that it was pretty much a no call. I'm wondering if the fourth official thought that he saw more there because Paulo Del Piccolo completely gets the ball and it looks like Segbers makes the most of it because it was a late call from the referee. So not sure what he what he's seeing there. Paulo Del Piccolo, I think, has every right to be frustrated with it. Just has to make sure that he is now smart for the rest of the game. Del Piccolo's sixth World of Beer yellow card. It did look like on the replay that Del Piccolo cleanly won the ball to my view. His legs were right through the ball. There was contact after the ball was won, but it wasn't with the studs. It wasn't with Del Piccolo's cleats. So from my perspective, maybe a questionable call there. But it is a World of Beer yellow card to Del Piccolo for Louisville. It is a free kick to Miami. About 10 yards into their attacking half on the inside right, Joaquin Rivas, the El Salvador international, will take this free kick, the 30-year-old in his 21st appearance in his first season with Miami. 31 and a half minutes in, Miami leads it one to nothing. Here's the free kick into the Louisville box, headed into the six-yard box by Paco Craig, and then Velo on the follow-up. 
Hits it well over the bar and about 30 rows into the seats. Nowhere near on target. Velo trying to go for glory there and hit it on the volley, but couldn't direct it anywhere on target. Yeah, he was really looking for the spectacular finish there. Those types of shots are extremely difficult, and oftentimes players want to watch the ball go in the back of the net. But on those is where you really have to focus on the fundamentals, and you have to make sure that you keep your head and your body over the ball so you have a chance of keeping it down and getting it on frame. 32 minutes into the game, one to nothing in favor of Miami, but Louisville has had their chances to tie it. Maybe another one here. Mushagalusa combining with Ombi. Mushagalusa in the box, trying to cut it back to his right foot, and Speedy Williams coming across to take it away and do the defensive work for Miami. Mushagalusa a little bit maybe too reliant there on the right foot. Casey, what do you think? Yeah, a little bit too reliant. Cutting inside there, he's going into pressure. He should have kept it on his left foot and maybe gone a little bit quicker with it. He's just playing a little bit too nonchalant so far this game. Miami trying to come forward now on the far sideline. It was Joaquin Rivas playing a long diagonal from left to right, but it's an errant pass. It bounces into the chest in the arms of Kyle Morton. He plays it immediately forward to Corbin Bone. Bone forward to Musha Galusa. They're into the attacking half now. Bone on the near sideline. Infield to Musha Galusa. Backward to Tyler Gibson just on the Louisville half of midfield. Into the center circle, Ray Serrano. Back to Gibson. Gibson under a little pressure. Plays it on the ground to the far sideline to Tosh. About 10 yards in from the far sideline. He switches fields on the ground to the near side to the left center back, Sharpie. Sharpie touches it forward to Bone. Bone charging into the attack. Into the middle now, Serrano, 40 yards from goal. Plays it on the ground to the far sideline. Manny Perez for Louisville. Perez through for Bone at the end line. Bone, flag stays down. Backward to Serrano. Serrano clips the ball to the top of the six-yard box, headed away by Craig. Back to Bone. Bone backward to Gibson. The attack still on for Louisville. Across into the box from Perez. Headed away by Segbers of Miami. Picked up by Dia to Mushigalusa on the left side just outside of the box. Louisville... Mounting the pressure here. Once again looking for a tying goal with 11 minutes to go in the half. It's Musha Galusa on the end line. A loose touch showed way too much of it to Segbers. Segbers took it away, plays it forward to Williams, and Williams clears it upfield for Miami past midfield, but Louisville will retain possession here. And Mushigalusa just trying to do too much on the ball. When you hold onto the ball that long, you allow the defense to get set. They have to continuously move the ball to open up those gaps, especially when you have a team that's just sitting with a block of defense at the top of the box. Cross into the box from Perez, cleared away by Craig of Miami. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far sideline. They take it with Perez in to Serrano, who chests it down, cuts it over his right foot on the end line. Here's a cross to the near post and stabbed behind by Aiden Stanley. It's going to be another Louisville City corner kick from the far side. They're right with 10 and a half minutes to go in this first half. Miami in front one to nothing after Kyle Murphy scored four minutes in, but Louisville City very much looking like they have plenty of chances to tie this game. Yeah, but I think they're going to be a little bit frustrated with their execution on these set pieces. I think it's going to be a point of conversation for Danny Cruz at halftime. The Wi-Fi corner kicks in in by Amadou D on the end swinger. It's loose in the box, cleared away by Miami, but Louisville picks it up in the midfield with Gibson. Gibson to Serrano, still in the attacking half. He dribbles around a defender, plays it forward to Sharpie. Sharpie back to Gibson. Gibson charges forward to the near sideline. Here's Manny Perez, who's shown up on the left. A great cut from Perez onto his left foot. Ball on the ground to the penalty spot. And intercepted there by Speedy Williams of Miami. He plays it forward to Lamar Walker under pressure here. And Miami will clear through Segbers, who plays a long ball past midfield where Louisville City wins it in the air. A good ball in by Manny Perez, but he doesn't really play the ball to anyone. He has to get his head up and pick out a player, so that way the pass has a purpose. Surely a goal coming soon for Louisville City. It feels that way anyway. Ombi was coming forward on the dribble, had it taken away. Here's a long ball from Miami toward Kyle Murphy. And just outside of the Louisville box, 
Manny Perez cuts in front of Murphy to win the ball on the bounce. Manny Perez now dribbling down the far sideline under pressure from Murphy. Forward to Musha Galusa, who's dropped back into a defensive position for the moment. They're still in the Louisville half. A ball in the air from Gibson in the middle to the near sideline to Amadou Dia. Dia trying to play it through forward on the early ball toward Brian Ombi. Cut out there by Paco Craig. Might have been Callum Chapman Page with a defensive work for Miami to cut off that chance. And now Miami coming forward for the first time in a while on the far sideline. It is one of their attacking players that might be Florian Velo. No, in fact, that is Joaquin Rivas. Rivas back to Aiden Stanley. Stanley into the middle of the field to Boluac and Yode. And Miami will knock it around and have some patience in possession here for the first time in a while. It's the first time Miami has seen a whole lot of the ball in the last 20 minutes. Lou City has done a very good job of keeping possession of the ball. And when they do turn it over, winning it back quickly, they just have to be a little bit more quick in their transition. Eight and a half minutes to go. Louisville down one to nothing, and they win the ball off a turnover here in the defensive half from their perspective. In the center circle is Musha Galusa backward to Gibson. Gibson across midfield to the near sideline, Dia. Dia turns and plays it backward, though, to Sharpie. Sharpie just outside of the center circle now is Gibson forward to Bone. Bone, a ball off of his right foot in the air to the far sideline toward Manny Perez. Louisville still in the attacking half. Actually, it's Ray Serrano. Serrano drops it off to Bone. They're in the attacking half about 40, 45, 50 yards from goal. It's Bone again on the inside right. Forward to Serrano. Serrano picks up his head and fires at the near post. And Sparrow is down to make the save toward his left. A good effort on frame from Ray Serrano. Had time and space, said why not, and made great contact on the ball and forced a good save from the goalkeeper. I love this from Ray Serrano because it's really the first time that City has picked up the ball outside the box and just had to go with it. So many times they're getting the ball there and they're trying to slip a perfect through ball through. Ray Serrano recognizes that not a single defender stepped to him, so he had to go with it. And next time he's going to force Paco Craig to have to decide, should I step to him or should I stay back? If he steps, it's going to allow uh, Ray Serrano to be able to slip Brian Ombi through. Eight minutes to go, seven minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this first half. Miami in front, one to nothing, but Louisville very much knocking on the door continuously here. Under pressure was the goalkeeper Sparrow for Miami. He had Ombi in his face. He had to clear it upfield. It's out for a Louisville City throw in the Miami half, the attacking half for Louisville from their perspective on the right. It's Manny Perez, the right back to take it. Ball over his head. Seven minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this first half. Louisville City trying to come from behind to tie it before the halftime break. It is with West Sharp in the center circle. The near sideline now Musha Galusa in the attacking half. Two defenders for company. He drops it off backward to the left back Dia. Dia backward across midfield in the Louisville half to the left center back Sharpie. Across the six I beg your pardon, across the center circle to the right center back Tosh. Tosh forward to Serrano. Serrano a touch to Bone but it's a turnover. Miami had numbers around the ball and a loose touch from Louisville gave it to Miami. Now they have it here with Miller, Miller, the right attacking forward, right attacking winger. He drops it back to Speedy Williams, all the way back now to Chapman Page at the top of the Miami box, across the top of the box to Paco Craig. They're working down the left side now. Joaquin Rivas had it, but he has it knocked away from behind, I believe, by Bone, and Louisville takes over in possession with six minutes to go plus stoppage time, trailing by a goal. Louisville's pressure is making it really difficult for Miami to build through the middle of the field. They're clogging that space and forcing Miami to have to go over top where they're then intercepting those passes. So it's really good defense from Louisville. Here's Musha Galusa outside of the box on his left foot on the left. Cuts it back to his right now. Plays it backward where it's intercepted by Walker. Walker back with the help 
defensively. He was the second defender, and Mushaglusa played it right to his feet. It's the goalkeeper Sparrow in his six-yard box. Under pressure, he's forced to clear it long upfield. The ball bouncing into the Louisville half where Sharpie chests it down, and he will collect as the left center back for Louisville City. Just another errant pass there by Mushagalusa, Casey. Yeah, Mushagalusa just not really as engaged as I would expect him to be. He's been a little bit slow in possession on the ball and not really sharp in possession. Louisville City, though, continuing to build pressure, continuing to have the lion's share of possession. Outside of the box is Amadou Dia. Whips in across to the penalty spot, headed away by Craig. To the middle of the field, Velo, trying to hold it up for Miami under pressure from Bone. Plays it backward to Chapman Page. Chapman Page, a ball on the ground forward to thread it through for Velo once again. He's across midfield, drops it back to Rivas. Rivas playing it forward to Murphy, intercepted by Amadou Dia of Louisville City. Lots of space in the middle of the field right now for both teams to come forward. It is Serrano in the center circle in the attacking half. Plays it on the ground to the near sideline to Musha Galusa. He plays it forward, I beg, your, I beg your pardon, backward from his perspective to Amadou Dia, who comes forward in the middle of the field. Dia allowed to come forward. Plays it forward to Ombi at the top of the D. Ombi battling for possession. Loses out in possession. And Rivas has it for Miami. Now Murphy. Murphy dropped it off to Miller. I beg your pardon, that's Walker. Walker battling with three black shirts for it, won by Mushagalusa. Now he comes forward. Here's Louisville City still in the attack. Mushagalusa in the middle of the field, 20 yards from goal. Drops it off to Ombi. His shot is blocked. It's Del Piccolo now. Backward to Bone on the inside left. And Bone will play it on the ground to the far side to Serrano. A quick touch around a defender to Perez. Here's his cross. Overhit over everyone's head, and Segber is there to clean it up for Miami. A little bit of sloppy back-and-forth possession for both teams. It's almost as if this game started out so fast that now both teams are a little bit winded and waiting for halftime to come because it is such a big field. And it is, again, a hot and humid night in Miami. Kickoff temperature was 87 degrees with humidity at 68%, playing on the turf at Ricardo Silva Stadium in South Florida. It is Florida, I beg your pardon, it is Miami in possession with Chapman Page, the right center back in his defensive penalty area over to Paco Craig. Craig trying to play it forward, intercepted by Manny Perez, but his ball forward was taken back by the left back Aiden Stanley. It's Stanley once again into Florian Velo, just outside of the center circle. I beg your pardon, that's Joaquin Rivas, and Rivas takes a tumble, pushed over from behind. It's a foul against Louisville City and a free kick to Miami. Three minutes to go in the first half, plus stoppage time. Miami leads it one to nothing over Louisville City, courtesy of a Kyle Murphy goal scored four minutes in, and before we have this free kick for Miami, we'll have a brief stoppage in play as the trainers are going to come on for Louisville City. They're going to check on Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa, who's down on his back on the turf, clutching at sort of his right abductor, his right just belly, really. Um, so a break in play for the moment, Casey, with two and a half minutes to go, Louisville trailing by a goal. Yeah, and, and, and not really what you want to see. Mushagalusa going down. There wasn't any contact. He's grabbing his side, and they're radioing over. I'm wondering if it's a pulled muscle of some sort, which is not really what you want. He seems to be in quite a bit of pain, too, but it's a good opportunity for his teammates to grab a quick drink of water before having to continue to go for the final few minutes. And this would also potentially force Danny Cruz into a sticky situation. Having to make a sub at this point is not really what he wants to do because it's right by halftime, and so it's going to use up one of his substitution windows. So hopefully Mushagalusa can finish off the half, and then maybe we'll see a change at halftime for him. 
Louisville City's trainer Stu Wright down there, tending to Musha Galusa, who has now risen to his feet. He is walking off under his own power, again, sort of holding his right abdomen with his right hand just above his waist on his right side. Musha Galusa now jogging off the field. A minute and a half to go, plus stoppage time, which will now be extended by about a minute because of that stoppage in play. Our referee, Elton Garcia, keeping track of the clock this evening. Musha Galusa has now come off the field where he stands with Wright, the trainer for Louisville City, as we await the restart. It'll be a free kick. Again, it was a foul called against Louisville City as Joaquin Rivas went down for Miami. The free kick will be in the Miami half, about 8 or 10 yards from midfield, just to the left of the center circle. And now they do take the free kick to restart play, and Musha Galusa will come back on the field immediately, so he won't have to come out of the game. And Danny Cruz will not be forced to go to the bench as Miami tries to work out of the back. And it's a good opportunity for Mushigalusa to finish off this half. I imagine that they'll reassess him at halftime and see if he's going to be able to continue on in this match, or we could see some changes at half. Louisville City wins the ball, and a long ball forward from Gibson from the middle toward the far sideline for Ombi to chase. But Paco Craig slides over in front to clear it out. It's a throw to Louisville in their attacking half. 20 seconds to go plus stoppage time in this first half. And Louisville trailing by a goal. Again, just a point is all is needed tonight to clinch their playoff berth this season. Louisville City sitting in first place in the Eastern Conference. After the throw, here they come down the near sideline. The left, it's Musha Galusa, who just received the treatment. He appears to be okay. He will cut it back toward midfield as we now have moved into stoppage time. Stoppage time is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes to this first half, so a minimum of four minutes to come for Louisville City to try and find a goal to tie it before the break. Here they come in the attack. Ray Serrano forward, played to the, to, to the top of the box to Brian Ombi. Ombi trying to play it back to Serrano. I beg your pardon, to Manny Perez. Perez wins a loose ball. It's Ombi in the box. Ombi fires across the face of goal, and it's well wide in the end. Did not test Sparrow whatsoever. It was a tight angle. Ombi was on the right just outside of the six-yard box. Pulled back his right foot, had a hit, but couldn't get it inside the far post, and it's out maybe even for a throw on the near sideline. In any event, it's going to be Miami ball. It's a tough angle for Brian Ombi. He's kind of at the corner of the six-yard box with defenders in front of him, and so it's a really tough angle to be able to get it on frame and beat Sparrow. But I don't mind this look because I think Lou City needs to find some sort of positive going into halftime. Miami looks a little bit deflated because of the heat, because of the weather out there, and it's been an exhausting first half. So Lou City needs to use that to their advantage and see if they can get a final little push here at the end of the first. Three minutes to go. It was a goal kick to Miami, and Miami has possession at midfield along their far side, their left side. Paco Craig, the left center back, a long diagonal off his right foot, and a good one. It finds Lamar Walker, the right winger, against Amadou Dia. Walker gets the best of Dia. Walker into the box on his left foot, has the shot, and it is trailing well away from Kyle Morton's goal and out for a goal kick. Great dribbling skill from Walker to beat Dia there and generate the chance for himself but the Jamaican international could not put it on target. Yeah, he does a lot of the hard work in beating Amadou Dia and cutting inside there, and then he gets a little bit too excited on his shot. He needed to stay over it a little bit. He was looking to bend it into that far post to beat Kyle Morton, but just completely mishit that ball. 
Two minutes of the minimum, four to go for Louisville City in this first half as they work from the goal kick from back to front, trying to generate maybe a final chance to try and score and even this game before the halftime break. The left center back, Sharpie, across midfield to the left back, Dia, who lost the ball for a moment, just stepped on it, but is able to keep it in play and keep possession alive. He plays it backward to Sharpie. Sharpie across midfield into the attack to Bone. Bone now to the right center back, Tosh. Tosh forward now to Serrano, who's dropped back in the middle. Serrano in the attacking half. Circles back to the near side in the middle. Plays it to Sharpie. Sharpie coming forward, well advanced. To the near side line, Musha Galusa. He puts in a cross, a low hit one to the near post. It is cleared away by Miami. The defensive work, I believe, by Bolo Akinyode. His clearance to midfield, where Murphy's trying to battle for it to hold it up for Miami. He's battling with Tosh. Tosh this time able to shield off Murphy. It's out for a Louisville throw. One minute to go in the minimum four of stoppage time. And it was a good cross by Mushigalusa. He just pulled it back a little bit too much. He needed to push it in between more of Sparrow in that back line to give his teammates a chance. Here's Paolo Del Piccolo. He has a shot from distance. It's blocked on its way through. The rebound picked up by Bone. Now Serrano in the box. His cross toward Ombi. Headed out of the box by Miami. Picked up by Amadou Dia. Dia dribbles around a defender. Tries to whip in a cross. But the defender, Walker, did a great job there to recover again. He deflects it out behind. I believe it's out behind. It is. It's a Wi-Fi corner kick to Louisville City. They take it quickly on the ground. Here's a ball into the box from Bone. Headed down by Miami. It's Speedy Williams with it for Miami. He's trying to clear it upfield, taking some time in doing so. Now does play it out past the far sideline for a Louisville throw. They've got about 15 seconds to go in the minimum four minutes of stoppage time here. They trail it one to nothing to Miami, trying to tie it before half. The throw comes in here to Ray Serrano for Louisville. Drifting back toward midfield. Plays it to Sharpie. Sharpie dribbling forward. Well past midfield. Now just 10 yards from the box, and the referee will now blow his whistle. And in the attack, Elton Garcia ends the first half, and Louisville City, 10 games unbeaten. They've won nine of those 10 games, but they find themselves behind at the halftime break. Kyle Murphy for Miami scored four minutes into this game to give the hosts a surprising lead, and they were able to see off a ton of Louisville City possession and a ton of Louisville City chances to hold on to that one to nothing lead into the halftime break, Casey. Yeah, Miami, I think, just happy to survive that first half. They really didn't see much of the ball or much of the possession after that goal and really were just weathering a storm for Lou City. So I think they're going to be happy to get to halftime, make a few defensive adjustments. Lou City, though, needs to be sharper on set pieces, and I think we need a little bit more of creativity up top. So I'm wondering if we'll see some changes. Louisville City looking to clinch their playoff spot tonight. If they get a result, they will do just that. They're looking to have to come from behind to do it, though. We'll analyze the first half after this pause and timeout. Again, the halftime score, Miami 1, Louisville City nothing. You're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota RAV4, like the electrified RAV4 Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 40 MPG, you can save over $3,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 RAV4 with approved credit through TFS. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. 
So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org slash imagine. That's the power of you. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football, he loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs, he puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Well, it's a surprising halftime score that we have for you from South Florida. It is Miami FC in front of Louisville City FC at the halftime break by the score of one to nothing, courtesy of Kyle Murphy's seventh goal of the season. That halftime score is presented by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. The goal scored so early that Louisville City Casey dominated really every part of play from then on except for the score. 67% of possession went Louisville City's way in that first half. They generated nine shots from that possession. Three of them were on target. Miami, though, did have their own chances aside from the goal. They had six shots, two of which were on target. But Louisville City had chance after chance after chance to tie the game. They just lacked that killer instinct, lacked that killer moment to put the ball in the back of the net and even the score, Casey. Yeah, there just wasn't that tenacity inside the box or really look to drive to score that we've seen before in them. It was just kind of nonchalant, like, we're here, we're look, we're going to shoot it. But there wasn't anybody that was willing to do whatever it took to put the ball in the back of the net. And it's tough when you go down so early because that just allows Miami to drop in and not really – focus on sending numbers forward to go ahead because they're already ahead. So they can just sit back and just absorb the pressure of Lucidity, and that's exactly what happened. And I expect to see that still in the second half. Miami just kind of absorbing Lucidity and making it really difficult by clogging the box. Let's talk about the goal. It came so early in the game there really was no established flow, no no consistency, no rhythm to the game at that point. Again, just four minutes in, it was a bouncing ball through for Kyle Murphy, the forward for Miami, to chase. And he did a great job of shielding off the defender. It was Tosh to his left. He had Sharpie in the area toward his right as well behind him. Did a great job of using his body to get between the defender and the ball. And it was a great finish to cut it back uh, across the face of goal, across Kyle Morton to score. T- tell us your analysis. What did you see on, on Miami's goal that gives them the one to nothing lead? Well, they get the fortunate bounce off of the deflection from a loose city player to go right into the path of Kyle Murphy. But I think Kyle Murphy does a really, really good job on this goal. He does well to attack on the dribble, and Sean Toche comes over and cuts off the angle. But Murphy 
puts enough power and enough spin on the ball so it's going to spin into that back post. It's a very, very difficult finish, and honestly, Murphy made it look easy. I think that Tosh did the best that he could. It was hard to see the positioning of Kyle Morton to know that if he really gave up that far post or not, but it was a great finish from Murphy. Louisville City also with 22 crosses into the box. None for Miami on the stat sheet. And Louisville City with nine Vi-Fi corner kicks in that first half. None for Miami in that category as well. There was also a World of Beer yellow card shown to Paolo Del Piccolo in the 31st minute. That was our only booking on the night in referee Elton Garcia's book. So again, at the half, Miami in a surprising lead. Louisville City would need, let me clarify, does not in fact need a result in this game. A result would give them a clinching bid into the playoffs. If they can come from behind to get a point or get anything out of this game, that would automatically clinch their berth into the playoffs. But if Tulsa does not win tonight, they would also clinch. So if Tulsa does anything but win, Louisville City clinches as well. So it's not the end of the world from the playoff clinching perspective tonight for Louisville City if they were to go down. But still plenty of time to go. 45 minutes to play in the second half. Again, the halftime score, it is Miami 1, Louisville City nothing. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk about the other frustrating score from Louisville professional soccer's perspective. Racing Louisville in front of what might be a record crowd for them at Lynn Family Stadium tonight. They trail in their game against Chicago. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Again, at the half, Miami in front of Louisville 1 to nothing. You're listening to that game here on ESPN Louisville. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. Again at the half, Louisville City trails Miami one to nothing. 
Louisville City was 10 games, is 10 games, unbeaten entering play tonight. They had won nine of those 10, just three losses on the season for them. It's a busy night in professional soccer in Louisville, Kentucky, because at Lynn Family Stadium tonight, Racing Louisville is in action, and it is a similarly frustrating scoreline for them, perhaps more frustrating, in fact. They have not won in 11 games. Racing Louisville hasn't, and it's looking like they're going to go down in defeat again tonight. They trail it 3 to nothing to Chicago just about halfway through the first half, Casey Whitfield. Things are going wrong for racing Louisville in a big way at Lynn Family Stadium tonight. Not the way that you want to show up when you have the fill the fam night, but it sounds like Mal Pugh is just completely destroying the back line of racing Louisville. She has a goal herself, and I'm pretty sure already has two assists as well. She has just been absolutely stellar, not only for Chicago, but for the national team. And so racing really needs to figure something out. It's going to be a tough one to fight back into this one. And so I think you just need to get a goal and take it one goal at a time. And they need to try to build their way back into this one. But it just sounds like it's been an absolute beating. I mean, a goal in the third minute for Mal Pugh, then Yuki Nakasato with a goal in the 18th minute, and then again in the 23rd minute. And so just the onslaught of attack from Chicago has just really put a, a downward t- feeling, I guess, in everybody's hearts. And it's a surprising score to me. Look, we're yeah. obviously not covering the game. We're not watching the game, so we haven't seen exactly how it's gone. You might be listening to us thinking, well, they haven't won in 11 games. What are you talking about? This is a team that's been struggling. But of late, they've been better. They've been harder to beat lately. They've only lost twice in their last eight games, six ties, two losses. And they've been in just about every game. It's been competitive. It's been close. It's been 1-1, 2-2, 2-1 in the times that they've lost. They've not really been run out of a game. And that's what's happening right now, it appears, at home to Chicago, down three goals inside the opening 30 minutes. This really is surprising to me, Casey, given the way that this team has shown so much fight over the last two or three weeks to be really getting beat down like this. Yeah, because I mean, yes, they have not been winning, but they've had the opportunity to win games. The chances were there. They were just one mistake away from winning or you know, some, something didn't fall their way, so they didn't win. They've never been blown out this season or of recently, and this is a complete blowout right now. Chicago definitely scouted out that back line to figure out where the weak spots were and are just completely exploiting it. Still a lot of time in the game, to be fair, about an hour to go at Lynn Family Stadium, but it is not looking good right now for Racing Louisville. Again, they trail it to the Chicago Red Stars 3 to nothing on a night where they're expecting a record crowd for racing, probably 8,500-plus in attendance down in Butchertown. In Miami, where Louisville City is playing tonight, it is an equally disappointing score from a Louisville perspective. Miami leads it one to nothing over Louisville City FC. The second half to come, and we will chat about what changes Danny Cruz what might have to make toward as the second half continues after it gets started here again, Louisville City trailing one to nothing. That's the Serve Pro Floyd County halftime score. Serve Pro Floyd County is the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. It's Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply.
Kroger, fresh for everyone. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. Welcome back. The second half just moments away. The two teams have emerged from the locker room, and Louisville City will have the kickoff. Again, they trail it at the break, one to nothing to Miami. Louisville trying to get a point. Any result that is positive will clinch a playoff berth for them, and they're looking to extend their unbeaten run to 11 games. They have the kickoff. Moving from left to right now in the second half, the boys in black tonight wearing their alternate uniforms with the gold numerals and trim, the gold standard kits. No changes that we can report to you right now for either side. Louisville City in possession, moving from left to right, trying to come from behind and score the tying goal. Again, the early goal for Miami, but... Casey, the Louisville City had a good response, to be fair. They had a number of chances, particularly Brian Ombi forced an excellent save from Sparrow, but it just wasn't quite enough in that first half. I'll get your thoughts in just a second as Miami has the attack now, moving from right to left. A ball into the box from their left back, Aiden Stanley, is intercepted by Louisville, and now Corbin Bone will come forward for Louisville City. What changes do you think Danny Cruz might be thinking about making as this game continues on with his team trailing one to nothing? I think you got to figure out how to get Brian Ombi the ball a little bit more, and I think the solution to that is to put him out on the wing because Miami is clogging the middle of the field a little bit too much for him to be able to find the ball. And so I think also you can make that happen by either subbing out Mushigalusa or Ray Serrano and bringing on uh, Jorge Gonzalez, he's also going to bring on a playmaker mentality that they're kind of lacking a little bit. And so he's going to be the creativity up top. He's also going to be able to interchange between Paulo Del Piccolo and be that false nine. But it's going to get Brian Ombi on the wing with a little bit more action on the ball. That change has not been made yet, but Danny Cruz might be thinking about that here in 10 minutes or so, you'd think. A minute and a half gone by in the second half. A long ball from Louisville toward Brian Ombi was knocked down by Miami. And now Miami... In possession again with Callum Chapman Page, the English center back playing in his 13th game of this season for the 26-year-old. He had possession playing it forward for Miami. They've got it again in the middle of the field, and now they spring Joaquin Rivas. He's across midfield, tries to thread it through between the center backs to Murphy, and Murphy just couldn't corral it with his right foot. It rolls under his foot all the way to the feet of Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper. Nearly a chance for Miami there on the break, Casey, had they just been able to connect that last pass. Looking to break early in the second half just like they did in the first. That was really the only chance that Miami had that was dangerous in the first half so I bet they're going to be looking to try to build a little bit more offensively but they also have to be careful that they don't leave themselves too exposed in the back 
Louisville City lost possession for the moment. Musha Galusa gave it away, but they're able to win it on the second ball as they come forward, again trailing by a goal two and a half minutes into the second half. It is Del Piccolo on the inside left. He plays it to the far left of Musha Galusa. Here comes his cross off of his right foot into the top of the six-yard box over the head of Brian Ombi and not far enough to reach Ray Serrano. It's cleared away by Miami. That clearance goes past midfield, and Kyle Morton well out of his area off of his line will keep it in play on the near sideline and jumpstart the attack once again from the back for Louisville. A ball into the box there, just over Ownby's head, Casey. Yeah, it just got a little bit too much underneath, and it's hard to play those types of services when you have Brian Ownby in there. Yes, he's got a little bit of height, but he's definitely not as tall as Paco Craig, so it's going to be an easy win for Paco Craig each time. Here's Musha Galusa on the inside left, just outside of the penalty area for Louisville City. But Speedy Williams just charges right over in front of Musha Galusa to take it away from him. But he elects for safety, plays it out. It's a Louisville throw deep in the attacking end. They've got it in the middle now. Ball into the box, knocked down by Del Piccolo. He turns with his back to goal on his left foot on the inline, tries to play it across. It's blocked away by Paco Craig, his former Louisville teammate off the feet of Del Piccolo. I beg your pardon, that was Chapman Page who had the clearance for Miami. It's out for a Louisville throw once again on the far side, their left, deep near the corner flag. And I'm pretty sure almost every single player from Miami is like inside the 18-yard box at this time. They are just completely packing it in and making it really difficult for Lou City to have any clean looks on frame. Setting up for a long throw from Amadou Dia. It's into the box. Knocked out by Joaquin Rivas for Miami, but Louisville City wins the second ball, and they can continue this attack. In the center circle, it's Tosh. Forward in the middle is Gibson. Turns to his left. Plays it on the inside left to Musha Galusa, who just had a loose touch once again. Nearly gave it away, but it's cleaned up on the back end by Bone. Amadou Dia, just outside of the box on the far side, the left. Tried to cut it into his right foot and play a cross in. It's deflected. Picked up by Rivas of Miami, and then won back immediately by Amadou Dia, but Dia gives it right back. Trading possession, these two teams. On the far sideline. Speedy Williams now coming forward. He's knocked down from behind. I think that may have actually been Lamar Walker. No foul called, though. Louisville City wins the ball, and here they come. On the near side, the right is Manny Perez. Plays it through on the ground toward Brian Ombi. Ombi trying to let it roll past him, but it, in fact, rolled too far past him and out past the end line. It'll be a goal kick to Miami. Paco Craig, wearing the captain's armband tonight for Miami, had the coverage to see it out in front of Ombi. And when Lou City is in possession, every player for Miami except for Kyle Murphy is behind the ball and sitting in a defensive zone. And they're just making it extremely difficult to break down. Then what Miami is doing is when they do turn the ball over, they're either looking to release Kyle Murphy or looking to get out on the dribble and trying to draw a foul. The goal kick taken by... Connor Sparrow, the goalkeeper for Miami. It's sent long toward the inside right in their attacking half and a foul called there against Louisville City to give a free kick to Miami. They take it on the ground. Williams plays it back to Akinyode. Akinyode back to Speedy Williams who again provided one of the more memorable moments in Louisville City history. He sent the assist in to Cameron Lancaster's header in 2017 to win the USL Championship for Louisville City. He's now playing in opposition. Here comes Miami in the attack. It is on the left, in the middle, I beg your pardon, with Florian Velo. He tried to wind up his foot, couldn't find the shot. It's cleared away by Louisville City. Picked up on the near sideline by Joaquin Rivas. Rivas forward to Velo, trying to combine with Williams. And a foul goes against Miami in the midfield on the inside left from their perspective. It'll be a fifth, third free kick here to Louisville City in their defensive half. Six minutes gone by in the second half, and Louisville City still trails it one to nothing as Bone drew the foul. Uh, Akinyode committed the foul. 
And just as I said, Miami on the attack, they're only sending about three or four players forward. Everybody else is still sitting back and waiting for that loose city attack. Miami looking to score, but not really needing to score. Ray Serrano had a hit on the half volley. He had a loose touch that just popped the ball up into the air over his head. He let it come down, hit it off the bounce but couldn't get it too much power on it, and it bounces off of the turf. A comfortable stop for the goalkeeper, Sparrow, to make moving to his right. Sparrow now with the ball. He lets it roll out in front, out of his penalty area. He'll heave it upfield on the long ball off of his right foot, where it's won by West Sharpie, just outside of the Louisville box. He plays it to Amadou Dia. Dia trying to play it through for Musha Galusa, who doesn't do much to challenge the ball, just lets it roll past him. That's where Chapman Page had it. Chapman Page trying to play it to Akinyode in the middle. Charging on on the counter press was Corbin Bone, and Bone commits the foul for Louisville City in the middle of the field. It'll be a free kick to Miami in the middle, about 20 yards from midfield in the Miami defensive half. And this is where Louisville City is going to have to find that balance of coming in strong and aggressively and not fouling. And so they have to make sure that they're applying high press because that's how they're going to turn Miami over. But they have to be smart with it because the more fouls they concede, the more time they're going to allow Miami to eat time off the clock and really push out of their defensive half and push numbers forward, forcing Lou City to have to drop deeper. Louisville City with five fouls conceded as opposed to one for Miami to this point in the game. 52, 53 minutes now gone by. Miami in front and maybe a chance to add to their lead here. Here's a ball into the box towards Murphy. Just about did enough to bring it down, but it goes off of his foot. A heavy touch cleared away by Manny Perez for Louisville toward midfield. Ombi brought it down, trying to combine with Ray Serrano. Serrano a loose touch. Miami, though, gives it right back to Louisville as they tried to play it forward on the ground. Sean Tosh there to intercept, and now Louisville will build from the back and knock possession around. Ownby and Serrano nearly combining there on the counter, Casey. Yeah, just not as clean of touches as they would like, and I'm wondering if the heat is playing a factor, if that's going to cause a little bit more fatigue. And so what they need to do is they need to be smart with their possession and understand when are the times that they can maybe slow the game down a little bit and when do they need to press. And I think when they're in a moment of transition, they need to try to press as quickly as they can. Is there a goal in this game for Louisville? It certainly feels like it. They've had almost all of the ball, the lion's share of possession, the lion's share of the chances, but the one chance that matters came for Kyle Murphy four minutes into the game. A throw to Louisville City on the far side there left in the attacking half. It is Musha Galusa after the layoff from Del Piccolo and a heavy touch off the head of Musha Galusa will put it past the inline, and it'll be a goal kick to Miami. Enoch Musha Galusa with another loose touch there to end that chance if he had been able to bring it down to himself he may have been able to put a chance on goal again just not good enough offensively not sharp enough and just it needs to be better if they want to get a goal they have to have a little bit more aggressive play in that final third Louisville does win a throw, though, with their press. On the near side, it's Manny Perez to take it in the attacking half. Now in the middle is Tyler Gibson, about 10 yards of space to either side. He drifts toward the middle of the field, plays it there to Dia just outside of the box. Now the far sideline in the attacking half, Musha Galusa working in against Mark Segbers. Through to Amadou Dia on the inline. Here's his cross over the head of Del Piccolo. And on the recovery was Joaquin Rivas, I beg your pardon, Florian Velo to knock it back to... Aiden Stanley, Stanley to Rivas, now back to Stanley under pressure. He just clears it upfield for Miami. It'll roll past midfield into the feet of West Sharpie, who is all alone for Louisville City. Sharpie turns, pushes forward across midfield on the inside left, trying to link up with Musha Galusa. It was for a moment intercepted by Walker. Sharpie, though, picks it back up. It's Sean Tosh now coming forward. 
30 yards past midfield. Amadou Dia at the top of the box. Cuts it inward infield. Now turns backward. Plays it to... Tyler Gibson, Louisville City well into the attack here. Numbers forward, lots of them. It's a ball through to Paolo Del Piccolo. He charges to it on the inline, and a big collision. They go through the advertising boards on the inline, and Del Piccolo is down in a heap. It was Callum Chapman Page. It was just a loose ball between Del Piccolo and Chapman Page, played over the top by Tyler Gibson. Del Piccolo had a bite at the ball, and then the two players went right through an advertising board. Del Piccolo still down on the field. He appears to be injured, and tempers have flared for the moment. The two teams came together with a confrontation between about four players each on either side. That has now been broken up with the referee Elton Garcia involved, but Del Piccolo still down and appears to be relatively seriously injured for the moment. Yeah, he, he hits his head on the corner of one of the advertising boards. It looks like Chapman Page had a late little shoulder-to-shoulder hit, which pushed Del Piccolo into the boards, and he nailed it right on the edge of the board, and those are complete metal. And so when he nails his head like that, it is not going to feel good. And, I mean, he did. Chapman Page did check on him, but it was a very, very late push by him. I don't think it was a clean challenge, and I'll be interested to see how the referee handles it. Uh, Del Piccolo's teammates rushing to his side, but I'm not sure if Del Piccolo will be able to continue into this one with concussion protocol. I think they really need to take a look at him. Yeah, that looks scary on the replay, and as you point out, those boards are metal, so that did not look uh, good at all for Del Piccolo, who's still down receiving treatment. We saw on the bench for Louisville City, it looks like Elijah Winder might be working his way onto the field to replace Del Piccolo in the midfield. Winder, of course, the teenager, the older brother of Josh Winder. He's already played once this season. This would be his second appearance of the year for the 19-year-old, the Academy product. The referee still sorting through this, Elton Garcia. The clock moving past 57-30 now. Miami still in front. We looked like, as the two teams came together, it looked like on one of the replays that Garcia was going to go to his pocket. He's having a conversation now with Chapman Page, the player that was involved with Del Piccolo, and Chapman Page still chirping in the direction of Amadou Dia because Dia was the first to him after that collision. Dia was up in the face of Chapman Page, and those two were going at it, as it appears that Del Piccolo has now been taken off of his position, taken away from his position on the ground, and we will have a restart here. No substitutions have been made yet. It's going to be a goal kick after all of that. It's going to be a goal kick to Miami as we await the ball to be put back in play. Interesting that there was no fouls give, or no cards given because he did have a conversation with Chapman Page. I thought maybe he was deserving of a yellow card after one the the push, but then the way that he voiced to the players and attacking the teammates of Lou City, and then after the referee says no more, he still turned and shouted something at the Lou City players. And so, in my opinion, I think that's worthy of a yellow card. But might that just charge up this game a little bit more? We work toward the 59th. We're in the 59th minute, working toward the 60th minute, as we now have confirmed a couple of changes for Louisville City. The first one, Oscar Jimenez comes on. It's with his 150th career appearance in the USL. He replaces Enoch Musha Galusa. And the substitution we thought we would see, Elijah Winder, the 19-year-old, comes on for his second appearance of the season, and he does replace Paolo Del Piccolo. Both of those switches brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond. And as we were telling you about those, Louisville City has won a free kick and a very dangerous, a very 
promising position. It's on the inside left, about four yards from the edge of the penalty area. It was Winder, the player who just came on with a clever turn. He had a defender on his back. It was Akinyode, and Akinyode took down Winder with a little clip, and the 19-year-old drew the foul. So a fifth-third free kick coming up for Louisville City. And, Casey, this looks like it could be an attempt on goal. Yeah, it was a late challenge there by Akinyode. Just clips the feet of Elijah Winder, but I definitely think this needs to be a look on goal. You have two players. You have Amadou Dia and Oscar Jimenez standing over the ball, both players who are able of sending in a really good service. I just think it needs to be a shot. Here comes the fifth-third free kick. It is Amadou Dia, and it's well over the bar and into the seats behind the goal, always rising over the bar, nowhere near on target in the end. Oscar Jimenez ran over the ball. He would have been a right-footed option, but the left-footed option, Amadou Dia, could not get it on frame. It was well over the bar and into the seats. I think the left-footed option is the right decision there, but I don't think that Amadou Dia made the right selection on how to hit the ball. He looked at kind of chipping it to bend it, and I think that that needs to be more of a driven ball there. Maybe strike it with the laces, put a little more power behind it, because when you try to lift it there, it's really hard to get it over the wall and on frame. By driving it, he'll have a better chance of keeping it on frame. Amadou Dia just four goals in his career, and this his eighth season as a professional. His last came nearly four. Three years ago, in November of 2019, when he was playing for Sporting Kansas City 2 against the Portland Timbers 2. 61 minutes gone by. Louisville City still down one to nothing. We've seen the two teams coming together with confrontation after the injury to Del Piccolo. He had to be taken off the field after a scary head injury. And Louisville City now still trailing, still trying to find the come-from-behind goal. It's a throw to Miami in their attacking half, and they work it backward to Paco Craig, the captain and the former Louisville City player. He's in his defensive half, plays it all the way to Sparrow, the goalkeeper. Sparrow, a long diagonal ball in the air from the middle to the far side, the right. Intercepted for the moment by Louisville City, but then... Miami picks it up once again with Chapman Page. He plays it forward to the far sideline to Walker. Walker, as they try and work through the middle now in the attack, plays it forward to Kyle Murphy. And Louisville City jostling for position defensively with Murphy. And it goes out for a throw. Actually, it's an offside flag, I believe, went up against Miami. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. In their defensive half on the near side, they're right about a yard in field, and they take it quickly on the ground and can work out of the back here, Casey. Yeah, and something to note, too, since Oscar Jimenez came on, he has dropped into that right-back position, which has pushed Manny Perez, actually, into that outside forward position on the right side. Ray Serrano has moved to the left, so now Manny Perez will be playing a little bit higher up the field. And that's an interesting move as a long ball over the top from Louisville City will be collected by the goalkeeper Sparrow. An interesting move because Manny Perez was signed as an attacking player. He was signed as an attacking uh, midfielder, a winger. They thought that's where he would be until about halfway through preseason. And Danny Cruz said to himself, I think we might have the best right back in the league here in Manny Perez. And he has been in that argument after moving to right back for the first time in his career. So back to his natural position, his former position that he had played up until this point in his career. And this, his fourth season as a pro for the 23-year-old. So we'll see what kind of impact he can have in the attack. Manny Perez for Louisville City we're speaking about. Louisville in the attack. In the middle, it was Winder. Winder played it forward. Actually, this is Winder that was on the end of it, and Winder once again draws a foul. He was holding it up with a defender on his back. 
Winder pushed to the ground, and he draws a foul at a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City in the attacking half. This one will not be a shot on goal. It's about 50 yards from goal on the inside right, but an opportunity for Oscar Jimenez to whip in a good ball here. Yeah, and Winder doing a good job. He receives the ball with his back to goal. He feels a little bit of pressure, and so instead of trying to fight through that pressure, he goes down and draws the foul. A very smart play, and it sets up a great set piece here for Oscar Jimenez. Here it comes off the fifth-third free kick. It's headed out of the box and Elijah Winder has the second effort from the from distance from the top of the box. It was not that far away from the 19-year-old. An ambitious effort from the teenager. In fact, it was Ray Serrano, I'm sorry, that had the effort on goal there. Serrano picked up the ball on the second ball and just swung his right foot through it, got good power, but couldn't get it on target. Yeah, good look from Ray Serrano. He gets the right power on it as you said but he was leaning back a little bit too much couldn't stay over the ball to get it down to keep it on frame but not a bad look from him 64 minutes gone by Louisville still trailing Miami the goal that gave them that lead came an hour ago in game play Kyle Murphy with his seventh strike of the season for the hosts Miami FC here's a long ball for Louisville over the top giving chases winder he will get to it Elijah winder on the end line defended by Paco Craig and Craig is able to play it off of Winder, out for a goal kick to Miami. But Elijah Winder, the last couple of minutes, he's shown up in a couple of nice places. Casey, the teenager, the academy product, who battled a really serious injury in his career. He's been impressive over the last couple of minutes. He's definitely making his presence known, and one thing he's doing really well with is his movement off the ball. Like you said, he's all over the place, which is what they need in the middle of the field. They need a player who's willing to move off the ball, to open up spaces, to be an outlet and a connecting piece between the defense and the forwards. Again, Elijah Winder, the older brother of Josh Winder, who has been such a revelation this season for Louisville City, the center back. So the two Winder brothers the older of the two now making his presence felt. A foul goes against Louisville City on a long ball from Miami. Murphy went down to the turf. Actually, it's not a foul. It's just out of play for a Louisville City throw. Murphy arguing for the foul, but the referee uninterested in calling it as the referee, in fact, helps Murphy to his feet. So it's a throw to Louisville City. On the near side, they are right. They work it from right to left. Now in the attack, it's Ray Serrano coming in from the near sideline. He plays it into the middle to Winder. Winder, a first time, back to Gibson, 40 yards from goal in the middle. Now to the near sideline, Oscar Jimenez on the ground to Ombi. A 1-2 from Ombi, back to Jimenez. Jimenez in the middle of the field. Rivas with the defensive work to knock it away. Second ball picked up by Louisville, though. It's Ombi once again, just outside of the box. On the near sideline, Manny Perez threw for Ownby on the inline in the penalty area. Ownby's cross stabbed away by Miami. That was Paco Craig on the clearance. Second ball picked up near midfield by West Sharpie. A great ball in there from Brian Ownby, but no one on the end of it. Maybe another chance for Louisville, though. It's Ray Serrano outside of the box on the left. A ball in the air to the back post. Up for the header is Perez. Couldn't direct it on target. Out of the box is Jimenez to keep it in play. Knocks it down to Manny Perez. Perez back to Jimenez. Here's his cross to the penalty spot. The header from Winder is past the inline. No, it does stay in play. It was nowhere near on target, but it stays in play with Perez. He dribbles into the box. Manny Perez on the inline. Craig slides over. He taps it behind. It's a corner kick for Louisville City on the near side. They're right. 66 and a half minutes gone by. Louisville knocking on the door to try and tie the game. Better with the aggressive mentality from Lou City, but now it just comes down to execution. The crosses have to be a little bit sharper. They have to be a little bit sharper with their finishes. I think that ball from Brian Omi was the best cross that they had in that spell of play there, but nobody on the end of it. Here's the Vi-Fi corner kick from Oscar Jimenez, an in-swinger off of his left foot, punched away by the goalkeeper. Swing and a miss by Bone as his shot was just 
weakly struck. It bounces into the box, still loose in the area. The two teams trading headers now. Sharpie a header towards Dia. It's picked up by Ray Serrano for Louisville. He keeps possession alive, plays it back to Amadou Dia on the far sideline. He gets around one defender. Here's Amadou Dia dribbling toward the box, trying to slide it through for Winder. A collision there, and a foul now goes against Amadou Dia of Louisville City. It'll be a free kick to Miami just at the top of their box as Mark Segbers, the right back, drew the foul. And this is where Louisville City cannot get frustrated because Miami is going down with any sort of contact, trying to draw those fouls, trying to slow down the play. We saw it with Kyle Murphy. We saw it with Aiden Stanley there in the corner. Any time that they feel a little bit of contact, they're going to try to make the most of it to draw the foul so they can eat time off the clock and really deflate the attack of Lou City. 22 minutes to go and a score elsewhere in the league, Indy 11. The Indy 11 are ahead on San Antonio up in Indianapolis, one to nothing. That is important because if Louisville City were able to come from behind and win this game, they would go top of the league. A chance to tie it, maybe, as they come forward on the break. Ownby, the ball just caught up under his feet, but he's able to keep possession. Oscar Jimenez, a 20-yard run with the ball. Inside right. Now out to uh, Manny Perez. And an overhit cross from Perez is over everyone's head. It will bounce past the far sideline, and it'll be a throw to Miami about a yard from their corner flag. Manny Perez was open. He had the chance to put the ball into the box, and he overhit the cross, Casey. Yeah, he had a golden opportunity to be able to get that cross in, but just does not make good contact on the ball. And that's where it comes down to being sharper in that final third. The service has to be better. You have to at least give your teammates a chance to get on the end of it. We're in the 69th minute. Miami in the lead, one to nothing. Kyle Murphy with the goal in the opening four minutes. And now Miami will go to the bench. Their head coach, Anthony Pulis, the son of the English veteran coach, Tony Pulis. He picks out Christian Sorto, a 22-year-old Maryland native in his fourth year as a professional. He will come on for his 19th appearance, I beg your pardon, his 20th appearance of the season, and he will replace Lamar Walker in the attack. So Sorto on, Walker off for Miami. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. It comes in the 70th minute. Louisville City in possession once again in the attacking half. It is the right center back, Tosh. Plays it on the ground to the near sideline. Just outside of the box, Oscar Jimenez cuts it onto his left foot, thought about the cross, instead plays it backward to Tosh. In the center circle is Sharpie. Sharpie cuts it onto his right foot, plays it back to Tosh. Tosh, just to the right of the center circle, touches it forward, a few touches forward. Winder, into the middle now, Tyler Gibson. Gibson to Ownby. Ownby, a first-time ball, back to Corbin Bone. Intercepted by Miami. It's Segbers under pressure from Bone. Mark Segbers, the right back, gets to the far sideline, plays it upfield, flicked on by Murphy toward Florian Velo, but tracking back was Tyler Gibson to intercept for Louisville City and win the ball back. And again, Miami just not really looking to send too many bodies forward. They've got about 20 minutes left to survive this game. And I say survive because really they're just playing defense and hoping to keep Lou City locked out of this one. Does Louisville City miss the presence of Wilson Harris late in this game? Again, their leading scorer, the only player in double figures on scoring in the league season. He is unavailable tonight because of a red card suspension. Two yellow cards shown to him late in the win last week over Detroit. No number nine, no out-and-out striker available tonight for Danny Cruz. It was a ball into the box toward Brian Ombi, collected by the goalkeeper Sparrow of Miami. They tried to play it forward, did Miami, and it's one on the end by... Sean Tosh for Louisville City. Tosh in the center circle as Louisville has plenty of numbers forward and Miami just hanging on for dear.
your life here late in this game. Tosh with it once again. Forward to Gibson, back to Tosh, across the field from right to left from Tosh to Sharpie. Sharpie touches it across midfield as he comes forward. He's got help on the far sideline. Instead, he plays it into the middle to Ryan Ombi, who's dropped back. Ombi, a ball in the air to the near sideline to Manny Perez. He keeps it down, collects it well. Perez driving into the box, cuts it to his left foot, top of the D to Bone, drops it back to Gibson. They work it back around to the near sideline. Oscar Jimenez, here's his cross to the back post, high in the air, and it's past the inline out for a goal kick to Miami. Over hit on the cross from Oscar Jimenez. Again, I want Manny Perez to cut that ball back and have a go with it. That's twice now that he's had the ball at the top of the box where he's cut it back and tried to look for a pass there. I think if Manny Perez cuts it back on his left foot, why not see if you can bend it into that far post? But again, the service, just not good enough for Lou City. Lou City will go to the bench once again. Ray Serrano, who's had multiple efforts on target, one of which was a fizzing effort that was well saved by the goalkeeper Sparrow. He is taken off, and Jorge Gonzalez, the Spaniard, comes on. Gonzalez, his 22nd appearance of the season. He didn't play last week at Detroit. He scored three goals on the campaign. So Gonzalez on, Serrano off. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. It comes in the 73rd minute. Miami in front of Louisville, one to nothing. Louisville trying to hang on to this 10-game unbeaten run, and a result tonight, any point, would clinch their playoff berth this season. It's back to the goalkeeper, Morton. Forward through the middle to Bone, who's dropping back toward his own goal under some pressure here from Miami. Louisville once again trying to work out of the back. Bone at the top of his own defensive box. A bouncing ball across the field to the left center back, Sharpie, who has time and space to bring the ball forward toward midfield. Here's Sharpie, just shy of midfield. Plays it back to Bone. What do you want to see here, Casey, from Louisville City? Just They have to keep possession, obviously. They've been able to do that for a long time. They just need that killer instinct, I would imagine, as a ball from Winder is errant, and it's out for Miami. A throw to them on the near sideline, deep in their defensive final third. It's a balance between the killer instinct and just the execution. They have to be a little bit more aggressive in the attack, but with that aggression, they have to make sure that they're executing properly, taking care of the little details. You can go hard and fast, but if you aren't going to take care of the little details, like focusing on the cross, like getting your head up on the cross, like getting your head down on the shot, those little things, then it doesn't matter how aggressive you are in the box because you're not going to be able to be successful. So they have to make sure that they're keeping the intensity high, but that they're focusing on those little bitty details so that way they can put one in the way. Louisville won it from the throw. Here comes a cross from Amadou Dia toward the penalty spot. Two players up for it. Gonzalez and Winder, neither of them won it, but the second ball sent out of the box, won by Louisville City. Oscar Jimenez, here's a cross from him off of his right foot. It's toward Ombi. Ombi got a piece of it, sent it goalward. It's past the end line, well off target in the end. It's going to be out for a goal kick here. Ombi trying to be physical up at the top. He was sandwiched between two Miami defenders on the ball in from Oscar Jimenez. Ombi did really well to get something on it but just couldn't get it on frame, Casey. Yeah, it was a really good distribution there from Jimenez to find Ombi. Ombi just really had a tough go at it because he had two defenders on him tight, and I think he did the best that he could. It looks like he kind of took his eyes off the ball ever so slightly, but just couldn't really make the contact that he needed. 
16 minutes to go from full time. Louisville City behind one to nothing, and maybe a chance for Miami to add to that lead. Here's Kyle Murphy, the goal scorer. On the left, he plays the ball into the box. Only one runner to aim at, easily intercepted by Louisville City's Sean Tosh. As again, Miami comfortable to not send that many numbers forward in their aqua blue shirts. But they do, after the counter press from Murphy, win a, win a throw here. And they're attacking end on the near sideline, their left. Velo was going to take it. He'll now drop it off. For a teammate, I believe Aiden Stanley, the left back, is coming forward to take it. It is Stanley for the throw. 15 minutes to go. Miami trying to milk this clock and kill the game off. Stanley throws it into Velo. Velo through to Joaquin Rivas. Rivas to Stanley. Clipped into the box. Velo had a touch with his right foot, and it was a heavy touch. It bounces into the arms of Kyle Morton for Louisville, and now Louisville can come forward. Morton rolls it down the middle to Bone. Bone turns and runs 20 yards toward midfield to the near sideline. Manny Perez in the attacking half. A 1-2 between Bone and Perez. Into the center circle now, West Sharpie. Sharpie across midfield by 20 yards, 25 yards now as he works towards the top of the box. To the left now, Amadou Dia. Here's his cross to the penalty spot. Knocked down, still loose in the area. Gonzalez was there. Gonzalez with a stab and Sparrow off of his line to get in front of the ball, and he will now fall on it. Good aggressive goalkeeping, though, by Sparrow to come out there and apply pressure to Gonzalez. If he doesn't come out, I think Gonzalez is going to be able to get on the end of that one. But I want to see Lou City, when Miami comes forward in the attack, they're sent, they send a few more numbers forward, but Lou City has to recognize that and see then if that's where they can catch him in transition quickly. When they hold on to the ball too long in the middle of the field, it allows Miami to drop their players back and get set in their defensive shape. Look to play those quick transitions. 14 minutes to go. Miami in possession, leading Louisville by a goal. Louisville trying to extend their unbeaten run over the last 10 games to make it 11, but Miami has been a stalwart so far in this game after going up a goal early. It's Joaquin Rivas on the inside right in the attacking half, defended by Tyler Gibson. He plays it back to Aiden Stanley, now into the middle of the field, to Bolo Akinyode. Akinyode back to Paco Craig, now in the Miami half. Chapman Page, the player who had the collision with Paolo Del Piccolo moments ago, to the far sideline, Segbers. Speedy Williams now dropping back for it. Speedy Williams trying to play it through for Christian Sorto, who's playing as a right winger now, and Sorto can't catch up to it. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the far side, their left in their defensive half, with 13 minutes to play, trailing by a goal. And again, Miami not wanting to send too many numbers forward there so their attacks aren't as strong and they aren't as fast because they're trying to be smart with them. They're trying to eat a little bit more time off the clock to see if they can slow down the game ever so slightly. Two substitutions on the way for Louisville City before the throw. Carlos Mogel Jr., the 17-year-old, will come on for his ninth appearance of the season. He will replace Corbin Bone. And the other substitution, Manny Perez, comes off. He is replaced by Napo Matsoso, who comes on for his 21st appearance of the season and his 18th off the bench for Danny Cruz. So Matsoso and Mogel on. It is uh, Manny Perez off along with, if I can get my numbers correct here, another player for Louisville City. Uh, we'll confirm that in just a moment. Both of those substitutions brought to you by MHS Global. I believe it was Corbin Bone and Manny yes. Perez. Yes, both making the, the moves off the bench. It looks like those are the five subs for Lou City. I am curious because 
Paulo Del Piccolo's was a head injury. I believe they will get one additional sub. You would think they would contest that surely, given the way that that happened, right? <laughs> they would argue to get the additional sub. Here comes the ball into the box from Brian Ombi. Gonzalez with the glancing header trying to curl it into the far post. He was at the penalty spot. It was not on target. It bounces behind. It's a goal kick to Miami here. Again, those substitutions brought to you by MHS Global above and beyond moments ago for Louisville City. And it looks like before this goal kick is taken, which Miami is taking their sweet time to take, they may have a substitution in the works as well. They do, in fact. It is going to be a player, Romeo Parks, coming on for them. The 31-year-old Jamaican, his 24th appearance of the season. He will replace Joaquin Rivas in the attacking end. Parks, a player with five goals on the season, 19 goals for his career. He is on in place of Rivas. That substitution also brought by MHS Global. Well, it's interesting that Miami each time has only subbed one player. I'm wondering about their, their depth of their bench. Is it because that they don't have as many players available? With it being this hot, I would have imagined they would have tried to sub a few more players by this point in the game. Louisville battling for possession in the attacking half. A player went down. It was Murphy drawing the foul for Miami. It's going to be a free kick to the hosts here. Ten and a half minutes to go. Miami desperately trying to cling to this one goal lead as another player hits the deck for Miami. This is Florian Velo, who's down on all fours, holding his head on his forearm. Didn't see what sent him to the ground, but certainly he's not in a hurry to get back to his feet as he finally does rise to his feet with a little bit of a limp toward his left. It's going to be a free kick after that foul to Miami, about four, three or four yards from midfield on the inside left for them, and Paco Craig will take it. Yeah, I didn't really see what happened there, but Lou City, again, has to be careful with their fouling. Sean Tosh did not need to foul Murphy there. You've now had at least a minute and a half gone off the clock. Paco Craig just sends the ball long into the Louisville box where it's caught by Kyle Morton. 66% of the ball for Louisville City in this game. 14 shots, four of them on target as compared to seven for Miami, two of them on target for the hosts. Louisville has had their chances, to be sure, a number of them after going behind in the opening minutes, but they've yet to convert. Maybe they can here as they build from the right. It's Brian Ombi on the near sideline, trying to dribble around a defender, now cuts it backward on his left foot, plays it backward in the middle to Gibson. Gibson to Elijah Winder, back to Gibson. Now it's Sharpie who's come forward. Napo Matsoso, 30 yards from goal. A nice ball through to Amadou Dia on the end line, squares the ball toward the penalty spot toward Jorge Gonzalez, knocked away by Miami. Matsoso back into the box to Gonzalez. Back out to Matsoso. Cuts it onto his left foot. Goes down under pressure from Parks and it's a foul and a fifth third free kick to Louisville City in a very promising position. This time from the inside right. The inside left I should say. About 25 yards from goal. A right footed player might well put this on target Casey. Yeah it's a nice foul drawn there by Matsoso. Matsoso coming in and having an immediate impact. I definitely think that this could be a look on on frame here I could see Oscar Jimenez maybe having a go with this one if it is going to be a shot on frame the, the teammates the Lucidity players in the box need to crash the goal to crash Sparrow to see if there's any sort of deflection so they can get an easy tap in it's just lined up with the left corner of the penalty area two players standing over it Carlos Mogel and Amadou Dia Dia steps over it it's Mogel's free kick he takes it on and it's punched away by the goalkeeper behind for a corner kick to Louisville City 
a well-taken, a well-struck free kick by the teenager, and he was inches away from tying the game. What a look from Carlos Miguel there. He goes at it with his right foot and goes towards the near post, and he forces Sparrow to have to make a game-saving save right there with a two-punch away. It was a beautiful, beautiful shot. And the referee having to deal with some arguments here. It looks like he may have gone to his pocket. Paco Craig, the captain for Miami, the former Louisville City player. About four players in blue, in fact, surrounding the referee having their arguments as we await this Vi-Fi corner kick. The referee, Elton Garcia, the 2020 USL Referee of the Year. Here comes the Vi-Fi corner from the far side into the near post, headed down, and the referee, I believe, will make them retake this corner kick. He blew his whistle. As the two teams now battling for the ball, Mark Segbers has the ball in his arms. Is Miami happy to watch time go off the clock here? The referee did, in fact, go to his pocket a moment ago to show a World of Beer yellow card to Paco Craig. But the referee saw something he didn't like in the mixer inside the box, and he'll give Louisville City another corner kick here. Well, I think because he gave the yellow card, the restart has to start on his whistle, and they played the ball a little bit too soon, so it wasn't on the whistle. And then this whole thing happened because Lou said he was trying to grab the ball to give it back out wide, and Miami was trying to hold it up. Here comes the Vi-Fi corner once again from the far side. An in-swinger headed out by Miami. It's all the way to midfield now, picked up by Tyler Gibson. He plays a long ball down the near side. Uh, toward Amadou Dia, I believe. It was initially won by Velo, but then won back by Gonzalez of Louisville. Gonzalez circling around to the middle of the field, plays it into the center circle to Sharpie as Louisville can generate more possession here. Six minutes and change to go, plus stoppage time. Miami in front after four minutes, and they've led for the following 80 minutes. It's now with Oscar Jimenez in the attack for Louisville. Forward to Brian Ombi, drifting away from goal. Back to Jimenez on his right foot. Across on the ground to Ombi in the middle. Dribbling around his defender on his left foot. Through to the far sideline. Matt Soso inside the box. His cross was blocked. It's now Gonzalez on his right foot. Top of the box. Shoved off the ball. A loose ball in toward Winder. Heavy touch from Winder, though. And Sparrow off of his line to catch it. And he will fall onto the ground to kill some time. And Miami just putting every single player that they have inside that 18-yard box, really making it difficult for Lucity to be able to send any sort of cross in. Lucity needs to work the ball around the box a little bit, then send a low-driven ball between that back line and the goalkeeper if they want to be able to get a successful cross in. The ball sent long by the goalkeeper, Sparrow. Again, Miami, anywhere will do for them. They have just tried to survive the following 80 minutes after going up a goal. Another long ball from Sparrow here over the top, and this time no one will give chase. It bounces into the feet of the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton, on the other end of the field for Louisville City. Five minutes to go. Five minutes for Louisville to save themselves. Five minutes for them to see if they can continue their unbeaten run, which is currently at 10 games. It's Wes Sharpie, the left center back. He brings it across midfield into the attack. Forward to Matt Soso, touches it back to Sharpie, who's now on the far sideline. Into the middle now, Tyler Gibson just on the edge of the center circle. A ball through on the ground to Elijah Winder. He does well to turn against his defender. And Winder goes down, no foul called. Miami picks up the ball, and now Miami coming forward. A ball through, Parks on the end of it. Parks into the attack. Parks on the inside left. Still with it, just outside of the box. Two defenders in black for company. He's shielding off Oscar Jimenez. Parks taking the ball into the corner for Miami. He tries to keep it there, but he can't do it. He gives it away, and now Louisville will have to go the length of the field once again. Three minutes and change to go, plus stoppage time. 
and Louisville City really needs to begin to put on the heat a little bit here. They have to see if they can get some sort of look on frame, get a solid look. They have to be a little bit sharper. I'm sorry, four minutes to go plus stoppage time. In the attack is Louisville. It's Gonzalez on the inline in the box, and a heavy touch from him. He just let it drift out of play. It's a goal kick to Miami. It was a well-worked little situation between Amadou D on the far side and Jorge Gonzalez, but a heavy touch from Gonzalez let him down, and it's a goal kick to Sparrow of Miami, and he will take his time in setting this up. And I feel like that's been the story for Lou City all game. It's coming down to that last little bit, the last touch, the last pass, the last shot just has not been sharp enough. And what they're doing right now is they're giving Miami plenty of time to eat off the clock, and Miami's going to do just that. They're going to try to take their time on the restarts and really see if they can hold up the play as much as possible. 86-45 and counting upward at Louisville City, trailing Miami by a goal. A ball just hit anywhere from Miami. They don't care where it goes as long as it's away from their goal. It falls into the arms of Kyle Morton who just rolls it forward to West Sharpie. Here comes Louisville once again. Can they find a late-tying goal to save themselves and earn a point here on the road and send their own cause into the playoffs? Anything, any result that is positive for Louisville City would clinch their postseason berth. Here's West Sharpie well across midfield into the attack, into the middle to Jorge Gonzalez. He drifts to the left, now cuts it back into the middle, picks up his head, plays a bouncing ball to the near side to Brian Ombi, and Ombi can't control it. He just bounced about waist high. He tried to bring it down with his right foot, but couldn't collect it cleanly, and it bounces past him for a Miami throw on the near sideline there left. And again, they will just milk these precious seconds away in taking this throw. And Brian Ombi just taking his eyes off the ball ever so slightly, not getting his body behind the ball, kind of sticking out a leg and hoping for it to hit it. Has to be better there, and I think Brian Ombi knows it. I sense that Lou City's feeling a little bit tired. The heat's getting to them. The speed of play has been very, very fast this game, and playing on turf it speeds up the game even more. It's a throw to Louisville City now on the near sideline. Two minutes to go plus stoppage time. Oscar Jimenez into the middle of the field to Gibson. They're about 40 yards from goal to the far side. Just outside of the box is Matt Soso. Cuts it onto his right. On the overlap is Dia. Here's Dia's cross toward the penalty spot. Ombi in for the header. It's knocked away. Picked up outside of the box by Jimenez. Now Sharpie, 40 yards from goal. Back to Jimenez on the inside right. Forward to Ombi. Ombi trying to connect back with Jimenez. Intercepted by a Miami player, but still knocked down and loose. Back to Louisville. Carlos Mogel winds up from distance, and it's over the ball out for a goal kick. And Mogel, again, with a really nice shot on goal. He has come in and had an immediate impact as well. He's been generating the best shot so far in the end of this second half. And they say it took a deflection, so it's a Wi-Fi corner to Louisville City. One minute and ten seconds plus stoppage time. It'll be an outswinger off the right foot of Mogel from the near side the right. Here it comes. He approaches the ball, strikes it into the near post, flicked on toward Ombi who had a hit, and it's off target and behind once again. Another goal kick. A well-worked corner kick flicked on by, I believe, Tosh at the near post. It fell right to Ombi who hit it on the full volley at the top of the six-yard box, maybe seven yards from goal, but couldn't put it on target. I would love to see that one again because I think Brian Omi is going to be mad at himself on that one. It has to be better in this situation, in that minute. It has to be a better look on goal there from Brian Omi. And the weather playing a factor as well late in this game. The rain coming down heavily in South Florida. There's been lightning around the stadium as well tonight, we are told. 
The goal kick after the shot that was wide is sent past midfield and out. It's a Louisville City throw. 20 seconds to go, plus stoppage time. Can they find a late goal to tie it? They continue to mount pressure. It's Amadou Dia through to Napometsoso, tries to backheel it toward Jorge Gonzalez. Clipped away, sent away by Chapman Price, Chapman Page, I beg your pardon, of Miami. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side. There left. We have now moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. A minimum of five minutes to go. It's a long throw into the box from Amadou Dia. Knocked down, sent out of the box by Miami. Picked up by Louisville's... Amadou Dia once again trying to combine on a 1-2 with Matt Soso. On the inline, though, Amadou Dia couldn't keep it in play, and it's out for a Miami goal kick. 30 seconds into stoppage time here. Miami still in front, one to nothing over Louisville. I'm going to take this minute to flash back to that first half when Manny Perez gets the ball on the right side. He does a spin move and does a step over to get in line to get that cross up. I'm going to make that our Toyota move of the match. Toyota, let's go places. And with the goal kick coming from Sparrow, we can also remind you, that you still might have just a minute or two to go vote in the Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match poll. You can find that at twitter.com slash LouCityFC, the Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match poll. We'll tell you about the winner of that in the post game. Louisville wins the ball after the long goal kick. Four minutes remaining in stoppage time. In Miami at Ricardo Silva Stadium, a goal four minutes in from Miami's Kyle Murphy has given them the lead for the longest time. But Louisville City has had the ball at their feet for the following 90 minutes nearly now. They continue to come forward. It's Dia circling into the middle of the field. He's clipped from behind by Mark Segbers. It's a foul. Dia goes down. Segbers not will will not be shown a card. It doesn't appear, but it will be a fifth third free kick in a dangerous position for Louisville City in the middle of the field toward the left, maybe 30 yards from goal. I think that's a yellow card there. I think it's a missed opportunity from the referee. Amadou Dia was already past him, and Segbers just completely takes out the legs of Amadou Dia, does not make a play on the ball. That's a poor decision from the referee to not give a yellow card there, but it sets up a really good opportunity for Carlos Mogel, already showing on one free kick that he was able to get it on target. This one's a little bit farther out, so it might give him an opportunity to get it on frame. Mogel does take it on. It's blocked by the wall for Miami. Picked up in the middle of the field by Gibson. He tries to play it back into the mixer over the top, but he overhits it. It's bouncing past the end line. It's a goal kick to Miami. Just under three minutes to go of this stoppage time as the monsoon continues in South Florida. A rain-soaked team out there for Louisville City trying to find some way to score a late goal to tie this game and keep their unbeaten run alive. Here comes the corner. I beg your pardon. The goal kick for Miami from Sparrow. He sends it long with his right foot past midfield headed forward by Sharpie for Louisville and a foul goes against Miami here. A fifth third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half. They take it quickly with Matt Soso. Here's Dia to the far sideline now. Trying to cut it back in field is Jorge Gonzalez, who's well back. He drops it back to Wes Sharpie in the center circle. Sharpie surveying his options across midfield, plays it forward on the ground to Gonzalez. About 50 yards from goal, a sliding challenge comes in from Parks of Miami, but it's won by Louisville. Here's Ombi. Ombi dribbling forward, puts in a ball to the penalty area, headed away by Segbers of Miami, picked up by Gonzalez. Two minutes to go in stoppage time of this game. Miami in front one to nothing. It's Amadou Dia on the far sideline, still in the attack. 
Wes Sharpie now coming forward. He plays the ball into the box. Headed down by Tosh. Flicked on by Ownby. Matsoso trying to keep it in play, and he can't do it. It was past the inline. It's a goal kick to Miami here with a minute and a half to go in stoppage time. And it's a good header down from Sean Tosh. I'm not sure why Brian Ownby just didn't try to settle that one and then maybe lay it off to a teammate. The flick on Inside the six-yard box is a very, very difficult ball to play and usually isn't going to have a high success rate. So I just think Lou City's decision-making hasn't been the sharpest this match. One minute to go as the rain pours down heavily. Ongoing in Miami. The long ball from Sparrow, the goalkeeper, knocked down and picked up by Florian Velo of Miami. He tries to take it to the corner but can't make it that far. He's intercepted by Jimenez, but Jimenez gives it right back to Miami. A challenge from Mogel against Romeo Parks, and Parks draws a foul for the hosts, and that might be enough for them to see this game off. It's going to be a free kick for Miami in the attacking half for them, about 10 yards in from the near sideline, just outside of the penalty area. They can take their time in taking this free kick, and they will likely just send it into the corner and try and hold it up to kill off this final 30 seconds. Yeah, really silly foul from Carlos Miguel there. There's no need to step in like that and try to win the ball there. You've just allowed Miami to eat off almost a minute already, and all they're going to do is put it into the corner and hold it. you got to hope that the referee has recognized the time-wasting and adds a few more at least another minute to this match, but it's highly unlikely. Yeah, five seconds to go in the minimum five minutes. The referee does blow his whistle right on the five-minute mark of stoppage time, and that will end it tonight. The winning streak is over for Louisville City FC, their first loss tonight since June 5th. They fall to Miami Kyle Murphy, the goal scorer, less than four minutes into the game, put it beyond Kyle Morton while shielding off Sean Tosh, and that was enough for Miami to upend and upset the number one team in the Eastern Conference, Louisville City FC. A disappointing one for the boys in purple tonight, but a lot to talk about, a lot to analyze. We will look back at it when we return after this break. Again, the final score, Louisville City goes down in defeat for the first time in 11 games, the first time in nearly three months. Miami defeats them one to nothing. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Highlander, like the electrified Highlander Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, you can save $3,000 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on any new 22 Highlander. With approved credit through TFS, get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. 
So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org slash imagine. That's the power of you. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post-Match Show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. The winning streak is over for Louisville City FC. The unbeaten streak, I should say. They had gone 10 games without a loss. They had won 9 of those 10 but they go down in defeat tonight in a rain-drenched South Florida at Ricardo Silva Stadium in Miami. The Miami FC upends Louisville City by a final score of one to nothing. That final score is presented by the Gorski Law Office, an official partner of Louisville City FC. And, of course, this postgame wrap-up is brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, which reminds you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. Casey Whitfield alongside me, and I'm Jeff Milby. Casey, Miami went up inside the opening four minutes. Kyle Murphy, the veteran goal scorer with an expertly taken goal and a bouncing ball through. That was enough for Miami. They really didn't have much of an attack after that for the following 90 minutes, if you include stoppage time in this game. Louisville City had virtually all of the ball, nearly 70% of it. They had all of the chances, and two of them stand out to me as the real missed opportunities where Louisville City was just inches away from tying the game. In the first half, Enoch Mushagalusa whipped in a ball with his left foot. Brian Ombi had a terrific glancing header, forced a spectacular save, from Connor Sparrow, the Miami goalkeeper, diving to his left to push it around his post. And then in the second half, the teenager, Carlos Mogel Jr., from about 30 yards on a dead ball, whipped in a beautiful ball destined for the top corner, and Sparrow once again was up to the task, this time leaping to his right to punch it away from that top corner If either of those chances go in, Louisville City gets a point tonight, but neither of them did. And you have to give credit to Connor Sparrow, the goalkeeper for Miami. He was up to the task on both of those chances for Louisville. 100%. He made some incredible saves, and I think the back line of Miami also did a really good job of being disciplined throughout that entire game. It is tough to defend the way that they did for, you know, what, 86-plus? Yeah. Because they went up in the fourth minute. And so to be able to hold on to that lead, stay disciplined, only allow Lou City a few chances. I mean, they had they had some shots, but none of them were really strong except for those two opportunities. So to be able to hold a team like Lou City to those chances is a big win. And I think a lot of credit needs to be given to them. I don't know if Lou City was sharp enough in the attack as they've been in previous matches. I don't think... Really, the aggressive mentality was necessarily there for the entire game, and it kind of came on a little bit too little too late. 
Let's go through some of the numbers because they really do paint the picture of how this game went. Miami scores four minutes in through Kyle Murphy, and after that, they were comfortable to defend. They really wanted to defend seemingly throughout the rest of that game. They did not have much interest in going forward, and that allowed Louisville City to have 68% of possession by the end of the game. That possession resulted in 19 shots for Louisville City. Five of those were on target, including the two that we've highlighted for you. Miami did have ultimately seven shots in their attack, two of them on target, including the goal that was scored. Louisville City with 40 crosses in the game. That is compared to only three for Miami and Louisville as well having numbers of corners in the game. Ultimately, uh, let's find it here, 12 corner kicks for Louisville City, none for Miami. Those numbers all paint the same picture of a dominant performance in terms of ball retention, a dominant performance in terms of chances created for Louisville City, but they were unable to put any of those those chances into the back of the net and they go down in defeat. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just frustrating and I think Danny Cruz is going to be frustrated as well with this from Louisville City because I feel like yes, they sc- they have scored a lot of goals this season. But they've really struggled with executing in the run of play. And it was really apparent tonight they were able to get the ball up the field, but they weren't able to put that finishing touch on any of those opportunities. And as playoffs approach, teams are really going to be eyeing for us and the pressure is going to be on. So they have to figure out a way to get over that hump of executing in the final third during the run of play. So again, it is Louisville City's first loss since June 5th. That's when they lost one to nothing to Tampa Bay. It is just the fourth loss of their regular season in USL play. They will remain in first place, and all is not lost on the night. Remember, coming into the game, if Louisville City earned a point, just needed some positive result, they would have clinched their playoff berth. They still can do that as long as FC Tulsa does not win. Tulsa is currently playing loud and united. They kicked off about 40 minutes ago in that game. It is currently scoreless with about 12 minutes to play in the first half. Again, in Tulsa hosting Loudon down at one OK field in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And if Tulsa does not win that game, Louisville City will clinch their playoff destination tonight. So keep your eyes on that score. More to come on this postgame wrap-up on a disappointing one for Louisville City. It's also turning out to be a disappointing night for racing Louisville down at Lynn Family Stadium before what might have been a record crowd this evening. We'll get you up to date on what the women's professional team is doing. They look like they're going down in defeat as well. So Louisville City loses tonight, racing on their way to a loss. Not a night to remember for Louisville professional soccer. Again, the final score of the game that we were watching It was Miami 1, Louisville City nothing. You're listening to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, Louisville City FC postgame wrap-up on ESPN Louisville. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? 
Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. The Lynn family sports vision and training man of the match tonight for Louisville City was Brian Ownby. He put in a hardworking shift at the top, playing as a false nine tonight. Had a great chance to tie the game early on. That forced a terrific save from Connor Sparrow, the goalkeeper for Miami. Had some chances late in the game as well and really worked hard. Took a beating up there trying to go up for loose balls in the air and fight for balls in the air for Brian Ombi. Again, filling in as that false nine with Wilson Harris unavailable due to suspension. He wins the Lynn family sports vision and training man of the match. Again, the final score tonight, Louisville City goes down in defeat for the first time in 11 games tonight to Miami by a final of one to nothing. And that's not the only situation to be disappointed with from a Louisville soccer perspective tonight. Racing Louisville in a game that is currently still ongoing at Lynn Family Stadium. They have about 11 minutes to go, and they currently trail it four to nothing to the Chicago Red Stars. This was a game that was hyped up, fill the fam part two, this time for the women, and they were able to fill the fam pretty significantly down there. A record crowd nearly on hand. Well over 8,000 tickets were sold in advance of this game. The record attendance for racing was about 8,500. But those fans that showed up have most of them gone home in disappointment as the record was officially broken, by the way. 8,729, a new record attendance for racing Louisville on hand tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. But uh, most of those people, I would imagine, are a bit frustrated given the way this game has gone. Casey Whitfield, 4 to nothing with about 10 minutes to go in favor of Chicago down in Butchertown. Yeah, I mean, Chicago is a very good team. They're currently sitting fifth right now in the NWSL table, and so they're a very talented team competing for playoff spots, but this is just not the performance that racing needed tonight. They've been so close. They've been doing so well. And then to have this type of performance, it's just a little disheartening and I think frustrating for fans because they were so close. And I'm I'm sure frustrating for the players too. There's no way that they are going to leave this match feeling good because it was a big moment for them. So 
It's just how how do we move on from this? I think is the big question. What do we need to do to finish off this season in a respectable manner? So it will be 12 games without a league win. Of course, they did win in the Women's Cup the other night in the semifinal 2 to nothing. so some positive vibes there for the team. But that one didn't count in the regular season league standing. So the winless run, it looks like, unless something miraculous happens at Lynn Family Stadium, will extend itself to 12 games. And as you said, Casey, it just felt like this team was ready to burst out with a win. They had not lost, but twice in their last eight games. They were hard to beat fighting hard in all of those games just about. They had not been beaten by a lopsided margin in quite some time, but it looks like they're going to go down by a lopsided margin tonight, racing Louisville, trailing the Chicago Red Stars by a score of 4 to nothing. Our final in Miami again, Louisville City goes down in defeat for the first time in nearly three months, the first time since June 5th tonight. They fall to Miami 1 to nothing. Let's let's talk big takeaways for Louisville City. Obviously, everything is still on the table for them. Uh, the last check, San Antonio was trailing. Let's get a check on that here because that is an important score for Louisville City's perspective because it could give them a chance to go to the top of the regular season overall standings in the league. And San Antonio is trailing. Actually, they fell tonight. They lost by a final of one to nothing themselves up in Indianapolis to Indy 11. So Louisville City does remain within touching distance of first place in the league. They're still just two points behind San Antonio with a game in hand, by the way. So that's an important result. And, of course, if FC Tulsa does anything but win tonight, Louisville City still clenches their playoff place tonight if Tulsa does anything but win. So everything's still on the table for Louisville City. They can still have the best year they've ever had. They can still get the number one overall seed. But it's a disappointing night. What do you what do you take from this if you're Danny Cruz? Anything, or do you just put this behind you and move forward knowing that your team is quality and knowing your team can play good soccer and win games? It's tough because they have a really hard spell of matches coming up here soon. They have almost, let's see, they play Wednesday, they play Saturday, they play Wednesday, they play Saturday. So it's a lot of matches in a little amount of time. And so I think if you're Danny Cruz, your takeaways are you went, you conceded early, but you didn't concede again. And so you held them, you locked them out again after that goal. You need to figure out finishing. What are you going to do to spark that in your team? How are you going to get a little bit more spark into the attack Maybe it's Wilson Harris coming back next match. We will be able to have him available for selection next match. But I think it's just put this one behind you. It was a rough game, and you just need to move on. You have to have a short memory because you play Wednesday. And so you really don't have a lot of time to sit there and sulk on this. You have to begin to look towards Indy 11, who just had a pretty big win tonight. Yeah, Indy 11 will be feeling themselves on that game Wednesday night. Again, the rivalry returns. L-I-P-A-F-C, Louisville against the Indy 11. That is our next game. It's coming up for you on Wednesday night up in Indianapolis. We will have coverage for you here on ESPN Louisville beginning at 6.45 that night for a 7 o'clock kickoff. And we should point out, you mentioned it's a tough stretch, Casey. Only one of these upcoming games is at home. That's next Saturday, September 3rd against Sacramento. Five of six in this period of play for Louisville City on the road. That lone home game coming up next Saturday night. So it'll be a quick turnaround and a quick turnaround on the road for Danny Cruz and company. 
Let's wrap it up tonight. A disappointing evening for Louisville City and a disappointing evening for racing Louisville as well. Racing trailing Chicago right now 4 to nothing, with six minutes to play at Lynn Family Stadium. And Louisville City going down in defeat tonight to Miami for the first time in 11 games by a final score of one to nothing. This postgame wrap-up has been brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. For Casey Whitfield, for Spencer Brown, I'm Jeff Milby saying thank you for joining us. We will speak to you again on Wednesday night when Louisville City travels to Indianapolis to take on the Indy 11. We'll have coverage beginning at 645 here on ESPN Louisville. Until then, so long. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota truck, like the new Toyota Tundra. Designed, engineered, and built in the USA, the new Tundra Hybrid delivers 437 horsepower and can go up to 700 miles on a tank of gas. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get a rugged new 22 Tacoma with low 1.9 APR financing. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD Pro. Get details at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racinglufc.com.